Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I'm your host, your purveyor of all things dorky within the scopes of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Grum. It is good to see you. Good to have you. Good to good to be very bright. I've been playing around with these cameras, because as you're going to see. I, there's somebody there. Hey, good to see you. Glad to have you. It's episode 87... 88. 88. Episode 88. See, I'm going to... I got to get better at it, but I'll get next week's because I'll do next week's tomorrow, next week's intro and everything tomorrow. But it's a fun episode today, good episode. We've got Wheezy, Big Wheezy. We got Cheese Whiz, some good friends. I butchered trying to combine their name as guests. It just didn't work. It was like right there, but also it just did didn't get there. Uh, Cheesy and Wheezy, uh, the Big Whiz and the and the Cheese Wheeze. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a good episode. We're talking about the jailhouse match. If you're wondering what the jailhouse match is, it's when the big boss man and the Mountie had a feud over who was the, whose police force was better. Again, it's just cop on cop violence. It's what it was. It was Canadian versus American. So, uh, but like I said, uh, I feel bad for pitting Canada against another, another, uh, like basically being like, Hey, here's the whole, whole thing is Canada versus somebody, but, uh, yeah, it's a fun episode today. We talked about uh, Cheese points out exactly just how alike uh, the Mountie and Big Boss Man looked that they could have been brothers, which was a fun little uh, thing. Uh, Wheezy brought in a uh, another incredible, just like I love having Wheezy on because Wheezy tells some incredible like wrestling related stories of like, oh, hey, by the way, I forgot when this happened when I was a kid related to wrestling and it's just very funny. I always talk about. I, I think I told. I think I t- on on this. I tell Weezy that he's like my go-to of like, hey, look, like wrestling is not like it, wrestling fandom. I it really is probably wrestling like loving wrestling gives people uh, avenues to things. Like again, like Weezy uh, basically discovered a knack for being an engineer because he as like a kid was like, Oh, let me design like uh <laughs> professional wrestling action figures that are, are, you know, controlled remotely. Uh, you know, like what kind of, what kind of kid does that? But you know, and then shout out Wheezy's parents for doing that, but also shout out Wheezy. Wheezy's doing some stand up stuff. Uh, cheese Wiz has soon, soon tm.com, the gaming calendar you need in your life. We talk about that a little bit. And just overall, a fun episode because with bringing together like groups of uh, uh, different groups of my friends together and being like, hey, you guys go to, you know, go together. There's an element, and I've talked about there's an element of being like, all right, hey, like these guys, these guys and these guys and these guys and these guys and all of them are uh, like, you got to figure out like, all right, who's going to blend well with each other? And more importantly, who is going to be fine with like, you you know, it's like. It's like being at a party, right? And your friends are like, come on, come to the party. Come, it'll be a lot of fun. You'll be, you know, this person will be there. And you're like, yeah, but just that person, like, I got to trust that the other per- people there, like, I'm cool with. But that's just a matter of, like, and my friends have often said, like, you know, hey, Grum, like, I trust you. And I'm like, all right, like, your mistake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it's a fun, it was a fun episode. I'm glad uh, Cheesy and Wheezy. Uh, cheese whiz and cheesy, cheese whiz and wheezy. See, that's a problem when you have uh, cheese whiz, cheesy, and wheezy. It's like a uh, like an evolution of some kind, uh, like Pokemon or something like that. But either way, uh, 
fun episode today. We talk about the jailhouse one. I don't have too much to talk about um, wrestling wise. I guess like my thoughts on pro wrestling. Um, the draft. Oh yeah, the draft. We did a mock draft. Uh, I have to like chop that up a bit and put that on uh, the dork side. I might try to do that, or we'll. I mean, nah, I probably won't. What I'll do is we'll. I'll work on. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll work on the other idea that we're working on for that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out AJ, Baby Boy, JTR, Jim Jam for coming through, uh, being a lot of fun. JTR and AJ were the um, the the GMs for Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, and they I thought they went a little heavy with the um, NXT call ups. They were calling up a lot of people, but also, and then you know I looked at uh, you know WWE. They've called up. Alba Fire, Isla uh, Dawn, uh, Indy Hartwell, Zoe Stark, Von Wagner, Apollo Crews got called up, uh, so he returned. I think they called like one or two other people up, like, and that's just fr- like they, they're still Monday Night Raw tonight's uh, episode, uh, the other end of the the draft. So it's just like, you know, I'm also like moving the the desk as you can see, so that's good. But I'm not moving, but. The cameras, either way, uh, <laughs> because she's getting distracted. Um, either way, it was a fun. I like, I like that. I like W Drive. I wish, and I understand why there's not, because there's not enough of a like. It's a niche of a niche of a niche. But I would love for like a three-hour program where it's just the draft, right? There's no, there's no wrestling. There's no storyline. It's just like, hey, these are the, especially what they're doing with like, hey, like this is going in effect after backlash. Okay. Going after a fact after backlash. So don't take away time to talk, tell a story when you're doing this. But I, I do appreciate that like they're building it in, especially with the bloodline of like the Usos were separate from Solo and Roman. So they lose and now you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And I would like for that the whole payoff of that is that Roman uses his sway to get them split up and. Sends Jimmy, or keeps Jimmy by his side, but sends Jay away. So Jay's got this whole, like, complex of, like, he blames Sammy and Kevin. And meanwhile, you know, Roman is beaten up on this. Either way, a lot of of stuff. You got Cody on Raw, which makes it feel like Cody... Uh, is they're they're throwing in the the throwing in the towel like ah uh, Cody's not gonna do Roman, beat Roman but like there's still money in the bank I think he sh- always should have beat like I think no matter what he should win the uh win the money in the bank the money in the bank title then or the cashing in at SummerSlam and win and then you have a different different scenario of well does he belong to SmackDown which if that's the case there's a story to tell of. Cody working his way through Raw, finishing up whatever matchups. But I mean, there's plenty of matchups. I mean, they already they've done Finn twice. Um, I I I'm not against it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against it. I do like Lashley being on the same brand as Roman as a potential challenger at say King of the Ring or you know Knight of Ch- Clash of Can- Champions. What what is it? Knight of Champions. Knight of Champions. Um, in Saudi Arabia, maybe it'd be a good time to have Lashley wrestle Roman. It's almost like I don't know. Somebody called it and said, "Hey, that'd be interesting to have Roman and and Lashley at this kind of not canon but is canon event." Also, just a matter of fact, like I'm, um, 
I feel like a, a broken record every time I talk to people who are like, oh, like, how can you say that, like, Lashley's over? How can you say th- that? And it's like, dude, watch the pro- watch the product. Like, you can understand. There might be some canned cheers and whatnot for some talent. But Bobby ain't getting those canned. People love the people love Bobby, man. And sure, he his promo work, it, it's not main event there. But... Does he need to cut a promo if all he wants to say is Roman? I'm gonna fight you, and he, then there's just like, all right, so like the the idea the idea that Bobby's promos aren't good, and now you, I, I this is bothering me. So after we do when you see the break, you'll see a different. Uh, this will be fixed. Anyways, the last what like four programs for Bobby, or you know like main feuds haven't been much talking. It's mainly just been him going like, I'm gonna fight you. Like Brock Lesnar, come here. I want Brock. I want Brock. Bron, you know Bronson Reed. Like you think you're out. Let's fight. Like it's the disconnect. And this is just like always been about with with the internet wrestling fans and whatnot and commentators like myself. Uh, <laughs> I include myself. There's like this like oh like I know how this should be done and it's kind of like redundant to do all that rhetorical because it doesn't matter what you or I think they should do or things that should be done. They're going to WWE specifically and AEW to a point are going to do what they want to do. I mean, I know I was among uh, a good amount that were like, why is CM Punk challenging page for the title? Why not have MJF beat hangman page a double or nothing. So then you have that story. I don't know. Maybe that's what you do. Or why is, you know, like, why is Chris Jericho still feuding with the same guy seven months after, you know, after the after he lost, you know, like, you know, what are we doing with Ricky Starks? I know, like, Tony Khan, I, 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 I don't know if this is 100% sure, so it's very irresponsible when you say, but there was, either way, the concern is wrestling, w, AEW acts get momentum behind them, and then they fucking disappear for one reason or the other. Look at the acclaimed. The acclaimed were the hottest tag team in the company, and I was somebody who said there's a limit to how far they can go as a tag team at, in the ring. Outside the ring? Absolutely. But in the ring currently, they were not going to hold up to where you wanted your tag team champions to be. If you look at all their tag champions up until the guns, the acclaimed might have been the bottom tier, the bottom of that of those tag team champions in terms of in-ring quality, which isn't necess- necessarily to say a bad thing because there's some really good da- goddamn workers. FTR, Bucks, Lucha Brothers. Hell, even Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian were some really were good. Kenny Omega and Paige, great. The idea that like they had to be in-ring workers not entirely true, but then like it, it kind of does because that's what AEW does. Like you, you put on good bangers of matches, so you got to hide them. And eventually, if you're like, oh well, we have to hide our champions, or we have to hide the flaws of our champion, then maybe they shouldn't be champion. Which is just goes back to the Bobby Lashley thing. Don't have him talk. Also, don't make him your world champion. There's nothing saying he has to beat Roman. It just says, I just would prefer uh, if Roman and Lashley had a match. That'd be a fun match to watch. Two big guys bruising it up. It doesn't have to. It, it'd basically be akin to their matches individually with Brock Lesnar, except both of these guys are more. Uh, what's the word I want to look for? Uh, more 
more more um, inclined to wrestle a full match, you know? That's what I'm saying. All that to say, in t- there's, there's things with pro wrestling that are good, there are things that are bad, and there are things that are of subjective up, up to subjective taste. If that is your case, then you like certain things, that's great. If you don't like certain things, also great. Like, you're not supposed to like everything. If you like everything, do you really like anything? That's, yeah. Either way, uh, I don't know what, where I was going with this topic. I don't know where I was going. I should have thought of it this either way. I kept getting cut off by the, the camera, uh, focusing and everything. But this week's episode, episode 88, the jailhouse match between Big Boss Man and the Mountie with Big Wheezy and Cheese Whiz is right here, going on now. Let's get to it here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. No, no, now we are though. Now, I was like, are, are we, are we, are we jumping into the questions already? No, no, not yet, not yet. No, I, I, I meant for that to be the cold open, uh, all, everything. So, uh, but I forgot to hit record. So, but I've hit record since. So, uh, people are gonna have to wonder what, what, what were they talking about? What had, what? Lot, it's crazy, dude. What As if you did that, honestly, <laughs> I never thought you would have. I no look. Way. I was just asking questions. I was wondering what life was about, you know. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm just asking questions. That's it. Why does everybody want to put the onus on the guy asking the questions? If you just answer the <laughs> questions, it's, you know, none of this ever happens. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting yelled at. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know what? I will apologize for what wasn't what was said that was was not heard. Uh, I will apologize. <laughs> Uh, to those who uh, I've offended, I'm sorry. I'm a sorry. I'm sorry that I've offended you. To those that I'm offending by apologizing, um, <laughs> I also apologize. Wouldn't yeah. be Canadian. Canadians no. do that too much. <laughs> no. Well, most Canadians, most Canadians apologize too much. True. I, yeah. Yeah. There's True. there's there's been Canadians in in history that have not. Uh, and I think we're going to talk about one today. It's going to be a lot oh. of fun. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, we've got, we're here on the dork side of the ring. We've got big wheezy. We got cheese whiz. Yeah, let's go big cheese and big wheeze. Uh, <laughs> just some good stuff. I love it. Uh, it's good to see the two of you. It's good to see the good cheesy to wheezy, you. the cheesy That's wheezy. Great. Good combo. Love it. I, it's I when I when I put you guys together, I did not realize the name potential of just like oh wait wait like cheese wheeze, you know. It's a team up, man. It really is. It's a team up. So, che- so we got cheese whiz, and then wheeze. Is it wheeze sizz? Like cheese whiz, whiz sizz, sizz, cheese whiz, cheese. I don't know. I'll, what? I'll think it's Wait, I don't know where you're well, going. Because you, you combine you, cheese and wheeze, right? And then you take, right. you take the whiz part of your name, but you put a C in front of it. But then it's just like a. It doesn't work as much. Like no, it, it well, it's cheesy wheezy, and then cheesy the big whiz, and the big whiz. There we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Cheesy wheezy, <laughs> right? The big whiz. Yeah, that's a, that's a much better <laughs> one. That's a much better one. Yeah, wh- yes, big whiz. <laughs> doing. I was doing the same. I'm like, I'm trying to like, how would I pronounce C C I Z? How does what is that? Sizz. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good to have the two of you on. Good to have you. Uh, as, it's good to be uh, back, man. It's good to be. It's good. my uh, number three, I think. Number yeah, three, number right? Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it. I had the. I had the. Uh, the the sheet up earlier, looking at it, so I would be more prepared to what when I do the proper introductions. Um, and I'm just killing time so I can look at that. 
once more and be like, oh yeah, yeah we're good. Uh, but yeah, this is your this is your third time, uh, and then this is uh, this is this is Weezy's fourth time. Weezy is fourth, fourth, time. fourth time. Damn, very yeah. good. Weezy. One shy of the Booker T. Yeah, uh, which I can't wait to put you and Jim Jam on together, and then the two of you can fight about being who's who's the fifth. You know who's who's the record holder? Oh boy! Yeah. I'm gonna hit the Rooney. I'm I'm ready for Wizard Rooney. I'm the Wizard Rooney. So uh, as I, I like to do, I like to have you know you guys know uh, my guests introduce themselves in their own words. Wheezy, you've been on four times, so you should be pretty good at this. It was the Prince episode. You were there for the for the first half uh, oh with with Roby. We were talking a little bit about that. Uh, then there was the um, – we got you back on again for the um, – what was it? What, what was it? Uh, got that, got you for that. Oh, uh, with three count with Suze. Yes. Right? And then I got you on before that, right? Wasn't there – oh, uh, JBL versus Godzilla, was- episode 31. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with uh, with Max. I was sitting there, I'm like, no, that, those are the those are two and three. Was, yeah, yes. Wheezy, in your own words, who are you? Where do you do? What do you? What? Who do you do? What do you do? Who are you? All the all the question uh, words. How are you? All uh, yeah, I'm good to good to see you. Good to be back in the dork side. Uh, you know, I don't really have anything to promote. I just you know talk about wrestling. Watch, listen to the dork side. Subscribe, like, do that. Um, you're already Get here, up that so- Patreon. That's right, yeah, and get in the Patreon. It's a great time. I will promote the dork side because that's where I show up most of the time. Um, other than that, you know, I just uh, wrestling observer. You know me. If anybody's been paying attention, you heard of my wrestling capers as a youth, um, and uh, how many title belts and reigns I have had my my own self. Um, so yeah, you know, longtime fan. Great to be back. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything to promote besides you know, give it to Grom. Keep supporting. Do you think? I appreciate that. That stroke that that strokes the the ego a good bit. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> you you learned from coming on a few times. You know how this, to how to keep coming back. See, that's why you're that's why you're on fourth time. You know this is how. This is how you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, cheese. For those who don't know, including cheese, big wheezy. When he was seven, created the first ever fully remote controlled wrestler. It was very in, wild. In, in in concept, not not in in practice, but in concept. I, I, I had a concept that pulled it from the dome. It was pretty cool. <laughs> to the point where his dad thought it was the coolest thing ever and said, "Let's go buy it right now." <laughs> he said, it's "Like like a- we talking like a robot or something like remote controlled yeah. like, like you seen like small soldiers like you could get them. The, the idea is it's like an action figure, but I would get right. fresh, you know." I would like to, uh, you know, I was a little bit more dexterous with the arms and like I'd have the guys doing here and a lot of people would just kind of smash them together. I'm not, I thought that was like your caveman banging two rocks together. I'm like, there's an easier way to do this. So I thought, you know, we could, you know, remote control it and then they do the moves and you have the action figures right there. And then uh, part of it was that you could take like the, uh, you do like a chip and you could go on the computer and download like promos and then they would literally speak the the new promos and stuff and you can keep them oh, updated. cool. or like do like new moves and stuff but it was all stuff I had drawn out as a kid and it was out on a piece of paper and 
uh, yeah, then my parents were like, hey, you should probably do like engineering and stuff because, you know, <laughs> better head Smart parents. Smart parents. Not all parents do that. <laughs> yeah. Where to push me. But it was very cool. And it's still a very cool thing that I uh, think about sometimes and try and, you know, work towards. But, you know. Cool. Yeah. No. Smart kid. Yeah. Weezy, yeah. Weezy, Weezy could have been the next Jeff Hardy. He could have been. Could have been. Uh, but the parents said, no, no, no. You won't be jumping off of things. You're going to be creating things. Uh, you're going to be drawing up blue, blueprints that somebody else would create uh, with their bare hands. Good, good yeah. call. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> the, the my favorite, my other favorite story is the. You guys should go back, and this was on the one with this was on the three count episode, um, I believe, uh, <laughs> episode fifty eight, which is Wheezy t- talking about his college, um, his college essay about. You could create a laser that would basically oh, be I, it, basically Wheezy was an evil genius uh, because of this. It sounds like it, man. He's making robots fight and evil lasers. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Like, you know, where's Wheezy. his midget? Where's where's the mini Wheezy? You know, mini, little Wheezy. <laughs> oh, <that's>, no. <laughs> um, if there's a laser beam, yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Wheezy, yeah. Doctor Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah good times go check out uh wheezy's previous uh appearances uh it's episode 31 episode uh, 58 and episode i was just looking at it, episode 54 so uh a good string there uh, damn you've been doing this for a while man holy <laughs> uh and on the other side of the table cheese whiz my 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 buddy my good friend my pal longtime streamer twitch partner uh, the 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 creative genius behind Soon TM, the best gaming calendar in the galaxy. The galaxy. The galaxy. I'm not just saying just the world. The galaxy. All right. <laughs> all the games you could look for when they come oh, out. All no. the information. That's Cheese Was. You can uh, previous episodes. Cheese Was was on uh, episode 20. That was Vince McMahon in the hospital getting bonked with a bedpan. With uh, Lunk, right? Yes, with Lunk. And then last, uh, uh, right around uh, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, episode 73, the Feaster Fire, the first ever Feaster Fired match, uh, where uh, uh, Billy Gunn, Kip James had some of the most uh, interesting gear uh, I've ever seen. It was basically long, oh, pair, yeah. long pair of tights, but the knees were missing. <laughs> like yeah, a- he had like the assless chaps, but the knees were missing, <laughs> the, the, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny. But she, in your, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've said what I can in terms of introducing you, reintroducing you. She's in your own words. Who are you? What do you do? Where can you be found? And all that good stuffs. Hi, I'm the guy that used to have a smaller beard than Grum, this and then true. I got really jealous. And uh, then we both grew it out, but he trimmed his first, and I still have yet to do that. So, I uh, I'm just a mountain man living out here, in crazy mountain man Canada. I uh, talk about a lot of video games. I've been streaming for about eight years, and I uh, like Grum said, I run a website that helps you keep track of video games and stuff. But uh, now I've been I've been following Grum and the Dork Side of the Ring for I think since the first episode. I think I think I remember you pitching me that idea, right? Because you yeah. needed that new creative outlet, right? You've been streaming, you've been doing, you know, the GTA RP, you've been playing all the Dark Souls, all the everything. But you're like, I need something that I can connect with a little bit more. I, I want to take a step out of my, you know, out of the ring. Yeah. 
I had to. Man. I'm no, that's good. That's a good, great pun. Like <laughs> as a non-wrestler guy, I got, I got it. I, I got to do something, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. No, but you've good. been killing him, man. Like just thinking about it now. What episode is this? This is episode eighty-seven. That's incredible, man. Eighty-eight. That's crazy. Yeah, eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Love that. Yeah. That's that's like you've been doing this pretty much as long as you've been streaming, right? Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. So like I, I did streaming from like, oh, 17 really to 2021, 20, no, really 2020. And then like, so like got out of streaming regularly and whatnot. So uh, yeah, about almost as long. Yeah. I, that's crazy, man. I'm yeah. really proud of you for doing that, dude. Honestly, like. Thanks. You've been killing it. I, I remember messaging you and you being like, you know, this has really fulfilled that creative itch, you know, yeah. that I've been craving. Something that you've been looking forward to. And uh, hell yeah, man. I'm proud of you, dude. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. I don't, I got my cheers. You got, cheers. You got it? Cheers. cheers. There we go. There cheers. We go. Uh, but yeah, Cheese Whiz is, uh, is, is it, well, yeah, soon TM. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, you've got your Twitch you got your, your your own Twitch channel, CheeseWiz, twitch.tv, uh, slash CheeseWiz. Uh, the home of every wayward space dolphin you could ever find. <laughs> yes, yeah, space dolphins. Oh, um, no. They're majestic creatures that uh, are part, part dolphin, <laughs> part rocket, uh, part imagination. <laughs> So, yeah. Part, part uh, <laughs> what is it called? Crochet. Part crochet. crochet. There we go. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> there it is. I appreciate it though, man. Thanks yeah. for having me on again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Thank you both for coming on. This is a, this is a fun one. Cheese. You said you weren't a wrestling fan, and we've had a little. We've had you on a couple well, of times. I wouldn't say not a wrestling fan, mm. just not a big wrestling guy. Well, right. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into that. What is your experience with pro wrestling? My experience with pro wrestling is through, honestly, mostly through your lens. Mm. That's that's kind of where it comes from. Every time I pop on here, every time we're talking about it, every time that you bring something up, that's that's about where it uh, that's about where it goes. I mean, I've known about pro wrestling and stuff for a while. Honestly, like every time I go to the U.S., it's usually on TV somewhere, right? Or you see like hilarious <laughs> clips, right? Well, no, every time you go to the U.S., it's usually yeah. college football and like some pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. You got. You go to you go to the hotel and that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing stand up the other day. This was last week, and they had it on the, one of the TVs. I got so distracted. Yeah, I, I, why is this up? There's just pro. I, the TV was bigger than the stage. I was like, <laughs> I, well, how do I compete with this? <laughs> Cheesy's up there. Cheesy's up there. Like, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I was. Is that Roman Reigns? Hold on. Let me hold on. Like, yes. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, what is the deal with airline? F oh, that was an incredible Hurricane Rana. <laughs> so, just anyways, women be shopping, right? And, like, just, just in the middle of your your stand up. The eyes were carrying over. It was great. Yeah, no, that's good. You're just like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, my, you know, I, you know, growing up, I was a lot like. Damn, Seth Rollins got it on. Like, it's like everything. You're like, okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my experience yeah. with pro wrestling is not super high, but I mean, I love listening to people who are really excited about or enjoy 
whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. When you catch someone that's really into sports or like their hobby or whatever it is, right? And they just love it and they could talk about it forever. That's like one of the best things you can experience. And that's why I like being here too. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. The joy, the joy of pro wrestling. And nobody I know when the I- spectacle. The spectacle of it all. And there is one spectacle that I wish to cover, but it requires a time machine. And it requires going to old Big Wheezy as a child, his family reunions. Because Big Wheezy is one of two reigning champions to be on the dork side of the ring. Longest, longest reigning champion, might I add. Big Wheezy, a three-time uh, backyard wrestling champion. The current Wheezy family world champion. Wheezy, can't what? Deny. Can't deny. What is your experience with pro wrestling? <laughs> Just that. Oh, oh. I know. Oh. One second. I got something special. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. See, oh, oh he's got, no. Oh. He's got a surprise. If he walks out with an entire attire change, that that's that's it. I'm ending this. This is the last episode. Is, is, I is he getting dressed up? Is he putting in a suit? I look again. I, I mean, I got my title over there. I got my world title over there. Okay, <laughs> but if he br if he brings out, uh, if he does a whole uh oh, girl, I I might I might have brought the uh, oh the old. Easy family title belt out. That's look at oh my, and he put it in front. That is, yeah, no, that's I, awesome. That's beautiful. This, this is what we were. Uh, this is what we were going at it for. The old undisputed title here. Can't uh, can't deny it. That's beautiful. That, <laughs> it was a little larger when I was uh, young. <laughs> look, it, it, it's it, you grew into it. Yeah. You grew into it. Yeah, they say the man, you know, you're, the belt makes the man or the man makes the belt. This is a case of the man making the belt. Like, he's making it look smaller. That's how big, big Wheezy is. Uh, there it is. I was a little Wheezy. They don't, they, don't, they don't call him average Wheezy. They call him big Wheezy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, as you know, the backyard champion. These guys can't deny it. Um, you know, one time I had the, the big gold, too. It was ridiculous. Um, but... Um, We'll just settle for the undisputed for now. But um, yeah, you know my family experience. It was wild. It was wild west growing up. We would go and um, you know, watch wrestling. I, you know, my youngest experience was watching uh, wrestling when my grandma would watch me. She babysit me and put it on. Easiest stuff. To, literally, if I have to recall a memory of being a child, and you have like the TV on mm -hmm. in those memories, I've got wrestling on in the background. And um, so, yeah, that was really, you know, from an early age, it was just watching, watching that, you know, I had all the figures and the doing all sorts of stuff. And that led to obviously my career choice and stuff like that. But it's really been uh, kind of intertwined with my whole life. So, you know, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's really nice kind of getting back into it, you know, as I grew up and you shift around and now I'm getting back into it. And it's great. You know, I, it was crazy. I thought, honestly, this year's rest, I know we're going to get into it, but this year's WrestleMania, I <laughs> literally like sitting on my phone and I was like, Oh yeah, it's on. And I found a stream and I just like sat there for like, and just watched the whole thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened the whole day? Cause I was just, in <laughs> um, should have joined so, us in the cord. We were, uh, we were watching both nights. I, I honestly, I just like totally blanked. And then I just re like, cause I was so busy with like everything going on. And then I saw it. I'm, like, I'm just going to sit and just here. I got watch the whole thing. Couldn't believe it. Nah, um, good, good time. Yeah, so, you know, 
that's that's really my my wrestling experience it's great i mean i know it's a lot more than other people i mean i don't think a lot of people were wrestling their uncles or dads or (laughs) i was you know coming in maybe not professionally but you know there was lots of there's lots of wrestling (laughs) still happening (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. you know i wasn't i i'd come home from school and i'd have a a chair just ready for my dad to defend the (laughs) (laughs) we least expected it just that's that's great that's right um but yeah, so that's that's really my background, and it's very fun to recount because, my goodness, what a fun time! It's so much fun. I like I love I love the way you describe like you're like yeah no there's my earliest memory as a child there's wrestling in the background like it is like I love that your grandma was like yeah no 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 put throw on wrestling that'll keep him preoccupied like he won't be in my hair <laughs> like you know yeah I'll I'll enjoy some of it too I'll start yelling but like. Oh, she, she was funny. We would have, uh, she would throw it on. And then, cause I could only watch the Smackdowns cause I had a bedtime. Mm-hmm. She would be like, call me up on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday I'd call her and she'd give me what happened on raw. So that on Fridays when I watched, I was caught up and I was like, Oh, okay. This is what's happening over here. This is what's happening over here. And then we'd watch the pay-per-views together. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. And like, you know, getting to, you know, think about it and stuff. Um, damn, sorry. Yeah, it's all I, good. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it, it's really cool. Um, and it is, it's just intertwined with just like growing up and it really reminds me of all that stuff. And I don't know, I'm, I'm rambling now. We'll, we'll move on. Move no, on. That's good. Okay. No, that's yeah. why we're here, yeah. right? Look, like, it, that's, it, that's good. Mean, mean, <laughs> if there's one thing I love to do, it's to ramble. And if there's one thing I know Cheese loves to do, it's to also ramble. We're just rambling men. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's like I said before, I, yeah. you love hearing about people talk about something they're passionate about, the something they really enjoy, right? Yeah. It's like, perfect. That's why we make a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it, it's, it is. It's just like, hey, what were you doing while we were watching this? I mm-hmm. went back. I, did I tell you? I was looking on the um, on uh, Peacock. I was looking through old episodes, and my friends – growing up they lived across the street they were twins and we would go um we'd like watch wrestling i remember getting yelled at by their parents because i was flipping them over the freaking bed bed post and they were like <laughs> what are you doing um great times but they got tickets to go to the um they had the raw or something. i think it was smackdown they were coming to the city mm-hmm. and their dad and everybody's like oh yeah they're going to the show like um, you should like help us like make signs and like DX was coming and Jeff Hardy was coming and it was like prime Jeff Hardy like mm-hmm. go away like run Jeff Hardy I was like and so they were like yeah help us make a sign so I was like helping them make signs and then I went home and their dad like came over and like knocked on the door and he's just like hey we're gonna go to the show but we got you an extra ticket like you want to go and it was actually the first time that I actually got to go to the show like I'd never been to like a live event that's so sweet go to and I was thinking back, like, oh, they have all the old shows on Peacock. And I went back to the day, to the Orlando show. And oh. I made, it was, it was the, they had the tag belts and we made a big X for like, <laughs> with them. It yeah. was on a big sign. I was like, there we are. We're in the freaking crowd. I, they got a crowd shot for TV. That's so um, cool. But it was really cool to like reflect on and like rewatch that. Cause I'm like, I would, I literally got the Jeff Hardy armbands and the, 
oh damn see and i still have the <laughs> i got the team extreme jersey dude i i could have done a whole outfit change because i do i have the you know how they have the purple mm-hmm. like heart? i have one of those and then i have the armbands and the necklace i was i was the greatest time that's so <laughs> cool no that i that's the one thing like when i went as like a like younger i always was like oh man we're we're in the we're in the you know we're in like camera zone like we might go and obviously anytime i went i would tell people like hey if you can see if you see us like let us know I'm that's way up so, that's so cool to be like oh let me go back and watch this like that's core, so you know cool. this core memory holy oh, yeah. shit that's us like i know yeah. that up is so in- cool oh yeah it was great I also love that their dad. Uh, oh wait, do we? Uh oh, my dad. Oh, sorry, oh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's just also just really cool that like like you almost like their dad had the hey man we're gonna make him he's gonna make these signs and then be like hey like since you made some of these here you go, but then you yeah. left before he could do. It. He's like shit. Oh. <laughs> right here i can hear you it's okay okay i wasn't sure but he's just like this kid i ruined my goddamn plan i was gonna give him a ticket and everything and it was gonna be great uh well let me just give him the ticket anyways uh yeah yeah he was uh yeah that was really cool and like i said i didn't i had no idea so we got to go got the whole thing i cosplayed as jeff hardy it was great it was a good time <laughs> got the cool like dvd box set because they were doing all those all the time it's oh little, cool yeah yeah th- those were so cool to get like just anything getting anything really from a um from an event was just the best feeling of all because you're like yes i'm gonna remember this forever i got like i got a goldberg t-shirt in yeah. 2004 I wasn't the uh, Goldberg was just kind of cool to me in 2004, but like I remember buying a Goldberg T-shirt because it, I would I got it at the Royal Rumble, like you know, and to me oh, that's like it. awesome. And obviously I outgrew it and eventually gave it away. And I'm like oh, I should have held on to that. Like that should have just been like a yeah. This yeah. is this is a this is a forever keepsake. Um, I when it when I when I was uh you know, really small. So this is like, again, like 0304. Um, I was rolling around and as a kid, I would just have like a sleep shirt. So it's just a big oversight. It was like a, a, I probably, as a kid, I'd wear this shirt as a sleep shirt. It was just an adult large t-shirt, you know, cause you're mm-hmm. like barely three feet tall, you know, it's a giant mm-hmm. shirt. And um, my dad had gotten me like just old, like attitude era shirts. And thinking back, it was very ridiculous because the shirts I was running around in, like it was a good thing I didn't go to like the store and these were like pajama shirts, but the shirt was like the APA bar and grill. And it literally said always pounding ass. And I was just <laughs> four years old with a shirt. Always pounding ass. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> I know exactly which shirt you were talking about too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. See when I, when I was four, I was running around in a little Batman suit with like a, Howl as a cape on, so almost the same thing. Different, yeah, a little very, very same. You know, uh, instead of <laughs> instead of being Batman, Wheezy was being Farouk or, or, or Bradshaw. He was us. <laughs> I um, and then the other one. Like, oh no! The, it was the Undertaker's big evil um shirt from WrestleMania twenty. Mm. Um, and then the other one was just it was The Rock, and it was um. 
it was lay the smack down and then the back had the bowl and it said on your candy ass and i thought it was so cool because i'm like yeah your candy ass <laughs> and i'm like, like what are you doing yeah no <laughs> the early like the obviously like the attitude and like even into the early 2000s like wrestling t-shirts were unhinged like Oh, yeah. you're, you're going to get a t-shirt that has a curse word on it. It's going to have a sexual innuendo on it. Like, like, oh. <laughs> D, like DX had a shirt in 2006 and it was like, everybody loves it. Like, and then it's a rooster, obviously to be like cock. Oh, Vince loves cock. Yeah. Shirt. Vince loves cock. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And then you're just like, if you don't know wrestling and you're like, how are you going to, yeah, no, <laughs> You're just not, and like wrestling t-shirts, I like wrestling t-shirts that like don't look like a wrestling t-shirt or are some of somebody who are very cool. Like you have Austin 316. That is a cool, like everybody loves Stone Cold. I'm wearing a t-shirt where Powerhouse Hobbs is shirtless in a overall, you know, a graffiti art overall and a fur coat. And it looked like a mixtape cover, you know, where you're like. I don't know what that is, but that okay, like you know, oh, it's a wrestler. Like, he's a pro wrestler. And like, oh, well, that's a cool shirt, like a cool wrestling yeah. shirt. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate the uh, the stories I, again. Like uh, you know, like she said, just hearing people recant stories of joy, you know, and like just memories, and especially around pro wrestling, because to me, I I, I was talking about this the other day. Pro wrestling is joy, like it is just. You sit there, you watch it. it. Like, if you get it, it's so much fun. And if you don't get it, it can still be fun because you're like, okay, I know all of this is, like, predetermined, scripted, yada, yada, yada. But how'd they do that? How did they do that and not die? Or, like, well, you know. When I tell – so, like, you know, my fiance, she's like, how do you, like, watch this? Like, how is this a thing? And I said, look <laughs> – it's like it's like if you go to like Cirque du Soleil, like there's acrobatic elements to it, and like there's you know they're falling, but like the idea is that they're not you know actually like hurting themselves you know to a degree, but like you know you're doing you're like selling this and it's like a show and they're you know, but there's still like athletic ability to it. And I like I said the only thing I could really think of was like Cirque du Soleil or some like sort of like acrobatic type thing because they're doing these like gymnastics type like like if you watch like luchador like if you watch like because i really would enjoy like throwing on just like ray mysterio matches because i'm just like how how do you do this but it's all just like watching someone do like it's like watching a gymnast just be like and they're like you know working off each other so well and it's and it's interesting to see how that like you know as far as like in ring stuff Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how they like play off each other but it's I don't know. That's the best analogy for her. I mean, she's not so on it. But <laughs> maybe I, it's everything. Uh, yeah, I I like to tell people who are like, "How can you watch wrestling?" You know, like, "Oh, like that. Sh- it's not real." And it's like, there's a lot of shit that that's not real. But to your point, you don't. If you go in not going like, "Oh, this is a sport," but you go in like, "Oh, this is a movie." This is an action show. movie. You know, this is a show. I Like, I always say, uh, this is one of, like, I, I borrow it from a wrestler. But wrestling is the last, like, form of Shakespearean theater telling. Because you have 
everybody, everybody in, including the crowd, is in on it, right? Where you're like, okay, this is all part of a show. But you have the performers in the on the ground level, you know, where normal play, you know, Broadway now has the 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 actors and the and the performers on like this pedestal almost, where like they're higher up. You know, you may you may still be able to look down on them, you know, but at least with like pro wrestling, everybody is eye level at worst with the with the wrestlers. You get to see them, you get to see the emotions, they tell the story, not just through what they're saying, but what they're doing, how they're performing. Like guy gets, you know, uh, you know, takes a bad fall on his on his onto his arm. He doesn't just keep acting as if he didn't just take a bad fall on his arm, like he's like, ah, that fucking hurt like ah and there and there's your story um and like and again the crowd is in on it the crowd is a part of it at aspects which is a great good thing and sometimes not a good thing but like it's just it's very hard to like you have to to me you have to actively want to not enjoy it to not find the fun in pro wrestling oh yeah uh you know which you know and like i cheese is you know, not the biggest wrestling historian has probably watched with his own eyes a handful of things, including Vince McMahon in a hospital, uh, and then short. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, which again, like the, it, it when you watch that, you're like, how can you not enjoy this? It, it's funny, you know. There's a clown. You know, he's like scared he's gonna get his ass whooped, and then Stone Cold goes, you know, you know, <laughs> like, like uh, your charts, oh, bang, and it starts beating the hell out of him. So it's like, yeah, this is great. Uh, I just love, I love pro wrestling, and then hearing other people like tell their stories, like Wheezy, it might have some of my favorite stories ever told on the dork side of the ring because it's just like vivid memories, almost like I'm almost there with you. Oh yeah, it's a great time. I. I'll tell you, just now that you mentioned it, I'm I'm thinking of all the crazy things. Did you ever get? I don't know how 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 old were you in the like mid two thousands? Uh, ten. Like I was like double digits, early double digits. <clears throat> okay. yeah. They had. I wanted the regular WWE magazine, mm-hmm. but I was I was not old enough for the mature content that would be strewn across the pages. But so you have- could wear those T-shirts. <laughs> could wear the T-shirts. Can't look at pictures. Cannot look at pictures yeah. of the scantily clad women. Yeah, no. But yes, it was the women. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly why. <laughs> but so my again, my grandmother. She's very supportive. She got me WWE Kids magazine. Oh. And they had all sorts of cool stuff. Well, they had like an arts and crafts like thing. So they showed you how to make like armbands like Jeff Hardy, which is like stuff from the crafts. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Had no idea. Didn't do that one. I we got the real one, not a poser. But um, I'm a real fan. No, um, I give they, money to this machine. Damn it! I I spend my hard-working dollars to get these mass-produced, cheap product. Thank you very much. It. Um, but one of my favorite ones, and it was literally like, they were like, hey. If you've got old curtains hanging around, I'm like, I do, what? Um, you can make a Ric Flair robe, and all you got to do is get a boa from like a craft store, and then old curtains, and they go over how to like make it. And I literally made this freaking little kid's Ric Flair freaking robe out of old drapes from like <laughs> ridiculous thing ever. 
But I mean, like, I had the belt, so I mean, I had to have the robe. Yeah. The pom- dance. I mean, what's going on here? No, no, no. no. That's, that's awesome. A, the, the commitment, the commitment. That's why you're the champ still to this day, uh, untested. <laughs> uh, it no, cannot be beaten, unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. It's just, it's just great. Uh, cheese. I have a, I have because you know, Weezy's got Weezy's got a bunch of wrestling stories, as you can tell. You though, you have many. St- you've you have told us on multiple appearances now of a time where you're like, yeah, no, I felt like I'm a pro wrestler and went to the, you know, did this or somebody around. Do you have any? Like you told me about the the skateboarding incident. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we and we bonded over the fact of like, oh yeah, like that kind of happened to me. Uh, but have you, like, is there anything else that like comes to mind where like, oh yeah, like, uh, yeah, pro wrestler. If I knew how to fall properly, or if I knew I knew how to tell somebody how to fall properly, uh, maybe maybe that that situation would have went a little different. About falling specifically, I mean, yeah, or- when it comes to like pro wrestling, I I, I have a lot of respect for it. Mm. I think. Like, I was definitely that person was like, I don't understand pro wrestling. How is this entertaining? And I had that perspective younger because I was coming at it like it was a sport, like the Olympics. It's like, okay, like, this is not the Olympics. This is not real or whatever. But as soon as I started to work as a streamer, as a content creator, as an entertainer, essentially, it was like, oh, I get it, right? Once you start to link it to, like, them putting on a show, like you said, like Shakespearean kind of show, right? Mm. Like that makes a lot of sense. Same with the Cirque du Soleil, like, right? With the acrobatics, with the actual physical element of it too. It was like, oh, okay. So like, I I kind of embody that a little bit. For example, Grum and I have gone to a few uh, Twitch cons before, right? Mm. And what do I like to wear during those Twitch cons? What do I usually got on? You make sure you got a onesie. I'm always running around the whole place in a giant purple onesie, right? So that's like that's like my costume, right? And I'm running around, I got a banana in my like pocket or something like that, and I'm just saying hi to people and lots of like, you know, physicality. Not actually wrestling people, right? <laughs> some some awkward nerds she, running around. She's going around she's going around like, like stiff lariats you know? to people <laughs> running around. Clothesline yeah. from hell's like, yeah. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> But I, 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 like, I understand that spirit a lot more, yeah. right? Uh, just running around, being a little bit of a dork, being a little bit of, like, a doofus in, like, a costume, embodying that, like, energy as well. Especially when, at, at like, a TwitchCon, people come up to me, and it's kind of crazy. But like, oh, you're Cheese Whiz or whatever, right? And it, it's something, like, super abnormal, but you kind of have to embody it. You're like, yeah, and then you you bring that personality from the stream on. You bring that energy in, right? Like... I, I, I understand that. It's definitely not the same thing as, like, obviously pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, those elements that allow me to kind of see their perspective, appreciate what they do, appreciate what they put on, appreciate their work and their effort and their spectacle, like I was saying before. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's always, like, that's that's definitely what's clicked, for sure, when it comes to pro wrestling and why I'm able to just, like, look at it. And, and especially the family stuff, too. Like you were saying, Wheezy, like, that stuff... For me, it's like video games. Yeah, you know, I'm a pro, pro streamer. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional streamer. I Video games have been part of my life forever with my brother, my dad. I remember my dad playing like, you know, Duke Nukem, and he'd only allow us to watch it for like 15 minutes, but there's the blood <laughs> and the gore, you know? It's like, you know, it's kick ass and chew bubble gum and stuff, right? But so hearing your stories specifically with, you know, 
the wrestling stuff and, you know, like having the chair and, you know, like getting the belt and stuff. That was like, oh, right. Like that, the family element of it too, enjoying that with your family, growing up with those memories or, you know, getting back into it. Like you said, I don't know the whole story, but getting back into it now and, right. and being able to go back and actually see yourself at like in the stands, like as a fan and stuff. That's so cool. That's, that's so sweet. I, again, it allows me to have that appreciation for it. So I definitely was that person that was like, you know, like wrestling. It's like, you know, it's not the Olympics. So like, I don't really understand it to now like, oh man, completely. In fact, I take inspiration from it, from what I do. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. And like you, it's even because it, you know, we've talked about like the, the similarities between like content creators and like pro wrestlers in that you got to be yeah. kind of on, even when you're not like there's, the, the difference between Cheese Whiz, the person you see on screen, and Cheese Whiz off, off stream, there's a there's a noticeable difference. But you don't get to be Cheese Whiz off stream around a lot of people just because you're like, oh, man, they know me as Cheese Whiz and whatnot. But, <laughs> yeah. like, something we did, like, I didn't think about, like, talking about but until just now, like, talking about, like, Wheezy's experience. Like, I know for a fact that you have met, like, people who are like, yeah, like, my kid loves you. Like I, I love like Mike. Anytime you're like, I'll put you on the TV, and they'll do it, they'll make the noises. They love it, and it's just like the the I, I the the family sim like the the viewing experience, right? I, I that was something that I had not given thought to to like you know right now and like in this conversation of like there's an element to where like as a viewer, you know, you have these parasocial relationships with pro wrestlers where Wheezy's like, nah, Jeff Hardy's my guy, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's my guy, you know, and totally, if, you know, and if big Wheezy has a little Wheezy of his own and he's going to be like, that's my guy. Like that was the, you, <laughs> he's my, you know, the way you feel about, you know, Roman Reigns jr. That's the way I feel about, you know, Jeff Hardy. Like you can't tell me that that guy that, you know, and like to an extent, like that's also there with content creation, where there are people who, obviously, content creation, you streamers, YouTubers, is a much younger uh, like industry, right? Where you're not getting people like, oh, like my dad watched you growing up, you know, like oh god, you know? <laughs> that's gonna make me feel so old. Oh but my also god! At the same time, like you know, like geez, you've been doing this since what two thousand. Fifteen, fourteen, or yeah, fifteen now. Oh, so wow. eight yeah, years. Yeah, it's been eight years. Eight years next month. Yeah. Like there is, there is probably a child who saw you, five, you know, some yeah. six, six years ago. You know, and they were in middle school or something like that, and they're about to go into yeah. college now. You know, and you're just like, God. Yeah, no, you're welcome for that. I've just made you feel old. I've made plenty <laughs> of other people feel old because I'm sure they're watching this. Because they're like, yeah, cheese was and grum. I like those guys. Oh, and they're no. like, fuck, I've been streaming for eight years too. God damn it. Like, <laughs> but it's just like a wild thing to think about. Like, there oh, are. It is, yeah. You know, there are people who are like, man, like, I, that was that was my favorite streamer growing up. You know, like, that's a possibility. That is going to happen within the next five years like given how how long content creation has been like even if you're just like oh like you know uh the, like the term streamer per se hasn't been around as long but like you know you're, you how can you not go like oh like you know markiplier i love markiplier i've watched him was i was in high school or something like that you know it's like oh cool now i have a kid going into grade school who is watching their videos you know and yeah. it's just a very 
similar like again wrestling has a very similar thing where like there will be content creators who meet people at these meet and greets who are like hey I met you when I was six. I'm 14 now. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you're my dad. My dad brought me to a meet and greet. Oh no! And now I, you're one of my. It's like, dude, like it's really like it's really cool to think about. Also, very scary to think about, just because it's like, it is awesome though. You know, like, but it is, yeah. Like, like to what Weezy was saying. Like, if if you can create those moments, if you have those moments associated with something, that's that's one of the best things you can have, right? Like. Just hearing Wheezy talk about it, it was like the joy, the the excitement behind it, the 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 core memories associated with it. So it's like, oh yeah, you can totally have that with content creation or this thing or that thing or, or pro wrestling or whatever it is, whatever you're connected to, right? Absolutely. So no, that's that is really awesome. And now, content creators, what are they doing? They're getting fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're getting in the ring. Right, the creator creator uh, clash two was like last weekend or something, right? Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, we, uh, come full circle. Didn't John Morrison just box a creator? Yeah, he 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 boxed the epic mealtime guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that was. It was wild. Like it, it's just wild to think about. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then you have actual like Logan Paul wrestled at WrestleMania. He had KSI accompanying him down to the ring in a giant prime juice, you know, bottle yeah. costume. You know, where you're like dog this doesn't make sense and like there like there was it was very funny watching the people who don't know who ksi is at all right be explained by their 13 year old like nephew yeah. you know niece uh <laughs> you know kid we're like oh my god it's ksi it's like yeah who is that i don't understand who that is well like, there you go it's the branching correct. um the branching uh what is it uh, different you know age groups Can, yeah you know the bridging the gap bridging the gap yeah, yeah exactly That's, yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then you got Creator Clash. I mean, we were talking about that over like 2021. We were talking about like, oh, like, are they gonna fake like drama? Like people, they'll fake drama for you know engagement. Like the next step has to be like actually faking drama for like a match when you know yeah. it. Somebody was listening. All right, I don't know. I don't know who was listening, but I want to. I want my cut. I want my cut. I want Cheese <laughs> to get his cut because we were talking about. That. We got to get. Bring me my money. Bring right. me my money. And then when WWE makes an Air Buds movie about becoming pro wrestlers, I want my money too. <laughs> All right? It's just, it's just good stuff. Well, I think today uh, I, I, have some, I have a great topic today, a very memorable topic in the annals of history. But it's an interesting one because it pits – again, last week I did Canada versus Texas. This year – it's Canada versus Georgia, but with a twist. See, Canada has very specific authority figures who ride mooses, I've been told. I've never seen them. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who you're talking about there, but <laughs> I've never seen them. I've never seen the Royal Mounted Canadian Police. Uh, where is it? Royal Canadian Mounted Police. It's Royal Canadian Mounted. Mounties. Yeah, the Mounties. The Mounties, if you will. Um, which I have talked about the Quebecers who were not the Mounties, um, the Quebecers, uh, but now, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've absolutely butchered that. I've been, to, I've been to Montreal never, but I've been to the French part of Ottawa 
twice. So <laughs> the French, part the French of part Ottawa, of Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they love rum. Yeah, I, 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 I started speaking plain American English, and they were like, "This one doesn't. This one doesn't belong." I'm like, oh, "Beard, beard, beard, red. See, look." <laughs> That's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm in Quebec right now. Je suis au Quebec ici maintenant. But my question about uh, you know pertains to that is have you ever seen a royal mounted a royal canadian mounted pol- uh, police patrol man the mountie for lack of a better term wheezy we'll start with you have you ever seen a mountie in real life no okay neither have no. i i've been told they're real but i i'm gonna go to the <laughs> i'm gonna go to the expert all right because I, I, I've been, people try to tell me that you've been told. I've been told. I've been told that mounted police exist in the Mounties exist in Canada, but I've also been told that moose don't exist in Canada, which I don't believe. I've seen moose. I've seen a moose. He was smoking a cigarette on the side of the road looking for a ride. I saw it with my own eyes. You can't tell me it was that, or just I was the fact that I was at the tail end of a of a nine hour uh, drive. Cheese, have you ever seen a, a Mountie? Yes, I, I've, well, okay, so there's like the classic Mountie, yes. you know, it's got the hat and the red coat and riding a horse and stuff. Those exist, but those are mostly for show. I, I grew up in Ottawa, so that's the capital of Canada. So yes, there is, you know, Remembrance Day, there is plenty of parades and stuff, and they get those Mounties out on the horses and be walking around. But really, RCMP are just like, kind of like, undercover cops a lot of time mm. I, I i don't know for sure for sure i i had an uncle that was in the rcmp uh, my brother thought about getting into it so i'm no expert but a lot of the time then they're not actually dressed up like you know like the classic mountie and that what right that's more just kind of the the show the of it show for of sure it. gotcha yeah i thought mounties rode a moose yeah that's why that's why i'm, I'm well i'm looking or- at you kind of funny cheese because <laughs> You said they were on a horse, which no, last horse. I've checked, a horse is not a moose. That's not a <laughs> now, like it's got four legs. It poops on the you know on the sidewalk. It, now, okay, uh, you're all right. I'm starting to right? okay. Maybe, maybe it's a big animal. If you hit it, you know, while you're driving, you're probably dead. That's uh, that's actually a true fact. So, somebody moose else, not me, are though. The I, most dangerous thing uh, for Canadian drivers, like actually, genuinely, if you hit a moose. It's so tall and so big and so heavy that what happens is usually when you hit a deer, you usually hit the body. Front of your truck hits the body. It might bend and stuff. What happens with the moose is you take out its legs and the moose falls right on your windshield and crushes you. So I don't know the statistic, but I'm pretty sure that moose are the number one cause of death uh, by any animal on uh, for, for Canadians. That when is... driving, at least. Because that's... Yeah, they're really, really, really dangerous. I mean, they're not everywhere. You know, they have their own territory, right? They, they, they have their own collection. We've kind of, you know, we work together as a system up here in Canada, right? We uh, have a moose holding a gun off camera to the side here. Is he? Are you being held up by big moose? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't tell them anything. No, no, no. No, I'll, I'll clean up your poop later. It's fine. Uh, sorry, what? Uh, he's just sitting. I'm just imagining a, 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 a two moose just holding the gun, like not even, not even like just two, just like. Uh. 
<laughs> he's like, well, you know, look, they they have their own territory. We we've, you know, <laughs> look, they're kind enough to let us have our territory. That's really how yeah. we spend. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a republic of the moose. We just kind of exist within their domain. You know. <laughs> Reminds me of the uh, Australian emu war. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. the Australians lost. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. They've lost. Oh, to, they God. lost to giant flightless birds. Uh, Canadians yeah. were like, "All right, man. If the <laughs> if the criminals from the homeland can't beat the birds, we're not beating these fucking moose. So let's just let them go oh, where they want to no. go, and we'll t- we'll fit. Her. That's why. That's why Canada <laughs> hasn't populated the Yukon. It's not because it's you know mountainous. Cold as no. shit. No, no, that's where the moose are. <laughs> yeah, we don't go there. <laughs> no, it's like uh, it's like the Lion King. Like, what's that over there, Dad? That is no. <laughs> that's where the moose are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny. I knew Cheese would 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 at least confirm that the 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 Mounties are a thing, which is good because uh, the only other Mountie I know is the wrestling Mountie. Now. I've talked about the Quebecers before. The Quebecers came in like the, the mid-90s as a tag team dressed like Mounties. Their theme song were that we were, were not the Mounties because the, mount, the actual Canadian mounted police got upset about the Mountie as a wrestler. So they were like, well, oh. we're, we're not Mounties. We're Quebecers. But we look like Mounties, but we're Quebecers. Really, uh, they got upset about they that? They did. They, they, yeah, they were very upset. Weird. Well, because Canadians don't usually—that's that's strange. You'd think that. Well, it does have something to do with the fact that when they debuted the Mountie, he was a bad guy, and he was the evil. He's evil. He's a bad guy. You know, I'm a Mountie. Which, you know, American television. If you weren't American and you were proudly from anywhere but America, you were a bad guy. So it tracks it, you know, Canada was like, hey, can you not make our mounted, like our Royal Mounted Police Force, like, can you not make them bad guys, like portray them as bad guys? Thanks. Uh, And it all culminated in 1991, the biggest match of the Mounties then career, 1991 at SummerSlam. He faced off in a jailhouse match against America's own. Cobb County, Georgia's own, the big boss man. Boss. That's right. Weezy knew who was. He's like, oh, Cobb County? I know who that is. That's right. <laughs> I know exactly who. They basically, the, the gist of the match, the entire feud was, whose police force is better, America or Canada? Hmm. The loser would have to spend a night in the other country's jail. So if the big boss man were to lose, he'd have to spend a night in Canadian jail. If the Mountie lost, he'd have to spend a night in American jail. So we'll work. Like rain, but okay. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> no, you're just like, oh man, like uh, I gotta go to jail if I lose. Like, what did I do? Which, if you think about it, wrestling just being sanctioned assault and battery, you know, <laughs> it makes sense. That, like, hey, we're gonna this match, we're going to restrict that protection. Like, if you lose, you better win. Uh, but yes, yeah, so right. the, the loser will have to go and spend a night in the winner's country jail. Uh, they, this happened in New York City. It is the big boss man versus the Mountie. 
Cheese Whiz, are you riding with the home country? Are you saying that Mountie's going to win? Or do you think the big boss man wins? Oh, uh, he's in New York. Of course, you know, <laughs> Canadians got no shot. <laughs> okay. All right. It, you know, no, no home turf. No way. <laughs> I feel bad because last week we did I did like I said I did Texas versus Canada with uh, with Dustin Rhodes versus Bobby Roode in a Prince of Darkness match. I feel bad picking on can like hey we're just picking country you know America versus Canada next week who knows what I'll uh, I'll pick I do know what I'm gonna pick but it has nothing to do maybe we'll take a break from picking on Canada I love you Canada picking on Canada there's if, only fifty of us here man come if, on give us a break Canada if can hey look if you want to make it 51, 52, I you know me and my girlfriend we'll move. We'll move. <laughs> <laughs> you can do uh, Kane versus the Un-American. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Un-Americans that were three of them were for Canada. One was from the United Kingdom versus Kane, who is a demonic fireman, and his brother, the Undertaker, who is a did not well not at the time. Who's an American uh, chewing tobacco Texan uh, <laughs> who once was an undead mortician. Weezy, who do you got? Big Boss Man or the Mountie? You know I got to rock with Cobb County's finest. I mean, come on. Is that a question for me? This man is riding with the man who would one day ruin, would steal a casket off of a funeral. I'm disgusted. I am disgusted. So we're going to watch that. We'll be back here on the dork side of the ring after we watch this from SummerSlam 1991. The big boss man taking on the Mountie. Loser has to spend a night in the winner's jail. We'll be back here on the dork side of the ring podcast. Hey everybody, taking a moment out of this week's episode to tell you a little bit about your support or ways you can support us. You can continue to support us for free if you so. If you're currently doing it, I appreciate that. Support.grum.tv is the Patreon, but before we get to that, the Twitter, Instagram, at DorksideRing, all one all one word, those three, no of the, just DorksideRing, Twitter, Instagram, follow me, at IamGrum. You can also leave a like and a subscribe on this video. Like on this video, subscribe to the channel, Dork Side of the Ring on YouTube, TikTok, as well as Dork Side of the Ring. You can also leave a five-star review on any podcasting platform that you like to use, it be it Apple or Spotify. I think those are the only ones that have a five-star review, but either way. And if you would like to continue to support, uh, increase your support, I should say, Support.grum.tv, that's a Patreon. You can get your episodes early. You can get some exclusive watch-alongs like episode 68 going up this week. It is the good housekeeping match between China and Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Championship at Unforgiven 99. Uh, that's got Cornman and Diabito. Diabito is on next week's episode. We'll talk about that at the end of this week's episode. All that and more on the Patreon, support.grum.tv. I appreciate you supporting me. And let me get you back to this week's episode. That was the jailhouse match. Big Boss Man, the Mountie, SummerSlam 91, Big Wheezy, Cheese Whiz, myself, we're back. Wow. Wheezy, you want to you you start us off here? 1-0 uh, on the picks, 1-0 on the picks here. Love that. Love to see that. Uh, <clears throat> my goodness, what a time. Uh the boss man, very powerful, quality stuff. Um, I just, I, I, I know, you know, you think you know what you'd expect, but that was, uh, that was something special. That was very fun. Um, just the theatrics from, from the mouth of the South. He was just enraged. 
that they could do this to his boy. Upset. Bewildered. Frustrated. He was so he was so ready to, to win and be like, yeah, we won, but not the case, not the case. Cheese. What are your thoughts coming out of the jailhouse match? You know, my Canadian brother, he may be a lot older than me, but, you know, he put up a pretty good fight, you know? He put up a pretty good fight. He didn't quite have as much hair, right? Like, if I was in the ring, you know, maybe I would have had a little bit more, Yeah. you know? But, uh, dude, they were totally brothers. <laughs> yeah, Chief, They so were brothers. Like, Chief, Chief had the... the... <laughs> like, this is why They're I love... They are trying to fool you. They were <laughs> trying to fool you, though. It, like, you know, the, the, the American cop, he, you know, the big man, he's got a little bit of facial hair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Canadian, he doesn't. It's, it, they're pulling the, uh, you know, they're pulling the, the Superman. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got glasses. He's not the same and guy. Dude, they were totally brothers. <laughs> they're the same height. They were probably, like, the same weight. They had, like, the same haircut and everything. They, they totally were brothers. Yeah, he, uh, I, I loved, so this is why I love having people who, <laughs> aren't like suit like like when i said big boss man and mountie wheezy knew who i was talking about wheezy knew may may not have seen this match may have may not know the whole but knows those two characters knows they're not brothers cheese sees these two people and goes wait a second they look kind of familiar they 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 got the kind of bot they could be brothers they they could be brothers <laughs> hey they're wearing the same pants they literally were wearing they the same are, they were the same pants yeah the same pants so i love that i now want i wish i want to go back in time and i want to rewrite this story and i want them to be brothers i want the mountie to be <laughs> a long lost brother who also went into law enforcement like the big boss man uh not knowing that that's what his brother was doing they were kept secret from each other make it a blood feud make a right? make a jailhouse match like in jail like a prison yard where they both go to jail like imagine imagine at the end after all the clips that we saw yeah suddenly big man it is revealed to big man that you know the mountie is his brother and then he actually goes to the jail and, you know, he's, the Mountie's, like, yelling at him and stuff. And then the big man, like, opens it. And he's like, what? And he gives him a hug. He's like, you're my brother. Like, it would be like, whoa! You know, like, kind of moment, right? Like, that's the kind of yeah. stuff. Oh, man, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. But, that, yeah, they were totally brothers. That this would is, be good. This is crafting on, on Dork's Side of the Ring. Yeah. This, is, this, is, uh, this is a theory crafting episode. We're uh, if, diving into lore. Yeah. What if? You know what? Let me write this down. This would be a good TikTok of, like, what if? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, if? <laughs> They can have a whole police unit. Yeah, right. You can have uh, the big boss man and the Mountie. They team up. They become uh, the 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 feds, uh, or or just give them like NATO. Call them NATO or something like that. I don't know what you want to call. Like they go around and steal Big Show's dad's casket. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so cheese. And for those who haven't uh, who don't know, the big boss man like he leaves WWE comes back in like the mid mid 90s and they kind of like make his character a more extreme version of what he is so they swap out him being like a police officer looking guy prison guard to being like a tactical SWAT team guy he's dressed in black he's got tack vests and all this stuff still has the nightstick he's still got the nightstick oh yeah i can't can't put down the nightstick no not when you're swinging it like that he's too good he's too good at handling it but they made him because it was the the 90s and everything sensational, and they were like, we need somebody who is just a vile human being. Let's make it be the big boss, man. Let, let's have him feed somebody their dog 
Yes, he he kidnaps a dog. What? He kidnaps a dog. I, I've talked about this. I've talked about both yeah. these the, these two things. I've talked. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> he kidnaps Al Snow's dog, and feeds him. Al Snow feeds him his what? dog. He goes. Yes. He, I like my timeline better. Man. <laughs> I like. Well, I, here's I, the thing. I, I like mine no, more. I'm saying, <laughs> what? Maybe if he had his brother there, he wouldn't be doing these things. You know, like maybe he wouldn't. Jeez, have, man. He kidnapped that, a dog. I, Fed it to him and then lost a, oh, wow. a, a a kennel from hell. Literally, they had a match where there was a steel cage around the ring, and the cage, like this big cell, was surrounding the ring. And in in between the ring and the cell are these rabid, like vicious attack dogs. Except they're not rabid, they're not vicious. They're shitting all over the place. They're pissing all over the place, and they're fucking each other. They're not at all with their. They're just. They just grabbed a bunch of dogs from a vet, basically. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, so that he did that, and then uh, not even a month later, he is mocking the Big Show's dad who has cancer or is dying from cancer or died. Jeez, man. The whole like again. This is the nineties, right? Like, yeah. and uh, just an evil person. And then he goes. Not. It's not enough for him to mock the big show and be like, you're like, if you were my, if you were my son, I'd die too type thing. Uh, he then goes to the funeral of the big show's dad in this blues brothers, like cop car with a giant megaphone, like the size of the car strapped to the top of it. Like, you know, you remember like the Flintstones when they get the Bronto burger and whatnot. And it's, it's on top of the car. That's how big this megaphone is. And they go to this funeral and he's just like re- reciting this like poetry, mocking his dad dying. And then like the big show tries to get him. He hits, he runs over the big show with his car. Everybody checks on the big show. Big show is also wearing an all leather outfit, leather jacket, leather shirt, yeah. leather pants. <laughs> While everybody's checking on the big show, the big boss man gets out, ties a chain around the, the casket ties the other end of the chain to his, the bumper of his car, and he drives off with the casket. <laughs> oh, it's great. And the last wow. shot, the big, show, the big show angrily running, and he dives on top of the casket and bounces off as the boss man he drives like- off with his dad. The, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And the best part. All right, about- so how, how did the Mountie do that? How did the Mountie fare? Like, so the, holy. So the Mountie goes to jail, and he's in jail forever. Uh, no, he's in. He comes back in 1993, and he becomes a three-time champ, tag team champion with as part of the Quebecers with Pierre Oulet. But wow, that sounds like a way better ending. Way to better story. But Holy, like, that's what I'm saying. He may have lost the battle, you know. But he but won he the war. Won the war, right? Today. <laughs> Holy, let's go Canada. <laughs> Canada. You know. Never, never Jeez. went. Never wow. went. <laughs> Never went to be, uh, you know, feeding a psychopath. Basically, that's yeah. crazy, man. He really went his dog. Holy! Some could argue that the Mountie really, uh, really helped the big boss man realize the ambition in his plans. Um, he has this successful gimmick match with the Mountie, and then uh, they just progressively get weirder. Um, it's great. I love that. And I think the Mountie didn't necessarily get off easy, but I mean, like you saw the, the drunk and the lovely leather pants man in the, in the jailhouse, uh, waiting to greet the Mountie. It was great. 
You can de- look jail. When you go to jail, you have time to better yourself. You have time to turn your life around, you know, ideally. And that's what the Mountie did. He said, you know what? I'm a really good pro wrestler. I'm just going to be a pro wrestler, really. You know, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I can't be a Mountie anymore. I went to jail. You know, they're not going to yeah. let me, be, but I can still be a Quebecer. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Most people from Quebec have been to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the Mountie's real name is Jacques Rougeau. And he's what he's a family. His family. He's, I, sh, as a wrestler, he's kind of his family is a kind of a big deal in Quebec, in Montreal. Um, they are they are to the east coast what like the Hearts were to the west coast of Canada. Oh, okay, a little bit. Um, so, yeah. So like he's got a little bit of a lineage. The best part about this match for me was. Just the fact that Big Boss Man didn't do anything. He did two wrestling moves. Everything else was him just punching. Wow. He, he was just like, pop. He's going to pop you in the nose. I <laughs> I don't know. Like, It's interesting because like, I think of things just growing up playing like the wrestling video games. And you like create your guy, but then you make your move set. So yeah. you select what your move set is. It's it's like a dumb thing, but like I think of like people with like certain move sets, and if I see somebody use something, I'm like, hey, that's over here. And some of the things the boss man did, it reminded me of like some of like the Undertaker's moves, where like because I've seen him do it, where he he did the he bopped him and then he dropped on his back while he uh, the Mountie was bent over and hit him <laughs> in the face while he was on the ground. That's like one of my favorite moves, but like I think. I believe it's the undertaker that also does the same thing where he'll catch you and then he drops down and, like, ah, and it's more of like an American badass thing, but it's like mm. just a big heavy wrestler. These are your move sets. Here you go. Yeah. Back then they didn't, you didn't get to be like nowadays where you can have some variety, you know, it's like, no, no, you're 300 pounds. You're just going to punch people. You're going to you punch get, people and you're going to slam I, them on the ground. That's it. He caught he, he caught the Mountie like full blown. The Mountie jumped off of the the, yeah. the middle rope. Yeah, that was very impressive. Very impressive. And then he's like, "That's oh. a heavy man." Like one way or another. That's uh, I mean, you saw how hard it was for him to like get him up, right? Like yeah. actually, like flip him upside down. <laughs> yeah, and then just like, all right, we're gonna slam him again. They yeah. the pet the, not the pedigree the pile driver when uh when the mountain pile drove it <laughs> drove yeah the big boss man and he got up and he's like Ugh, like never yeah, seen anybody shaking. never seen somebody convulse like that <laughs> no I, I I told you while we were watching it I get concerned every time I see an old pile driver where they go flat like that because mm. my goodness I can't believe they were doing that for as long as they were. It's um, it's so like, especially the falling, especially like when you know like Stone Cold broke his neck on that type of move, because he, he retired because of that. Yeah, like it just like his like, because he was too far in the lat. Like so, the, the way it works is you're not supposed to be fully. Your head shouldn't be like your head should be secure, and not past like the thigh not protruding yeah yeah right. so when you fall back when you get when your opponent falls back he lands on his ass your head is secure and you're not going you're not ta- you're taking minimal yeah. damage and then with stone cold his head's poking out like a little turd 
you know, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. it was like a lot. Like you can see like the Jeez. whole dome, and yeah, it fucked him up. They've done it. Uh, there's all sorts of people that have taken that yeah. bump, and it's like, do not. They they used to do that move on chairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they would do it with a steel chair underneath it. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's why like the the tombstone became the one everybody wanted, you know, to do. But the problem is. The Undertaker did. That was his signature. And back then, you didn't do other guys' signature. So, like, if you're going to do a, a pile driver, you're going to do the one where you sit back on your ass. You're not going to do a tombstone. And, uh, you know, it, it's like one of those. And, like, it's just wild to think about how, like, the respect aspect of pro wrestling where, like, or the decency. Like, hey, that guy, that's that guy's move. You don't do it. You know, yeah. you got to help him. You know, it makes him look like shit if you do the move. And you don't win. When, it, like, the logic should go the other way. It's like, yeah, you don't do that move because it doesn't, like, he, when he does that move, it's a, it, it wins because he knows how to do that move the best. Right. I, and I think the craziest thing <laughs> is, like you said, now that you mentioned that, there's a funny, well, not funny, but, like, it, it, it's a, you know, it plays right into what you're saying, is when they talk to uh, Austin about, taking that pile driver from Owen Hart. He talks about how they went through that night. Like they were, cause obviously before they talk, Whoa, what's the deal? What, yeah. what are you going to do? Finish what's going to happen here. And they didn't plan on doing the pile driver. And in fact, Austin said himself, he said, we got undertaker on the card. It makes no sense for you to have your finish include that pile driver. Yep. And so it plays in what you said. Like people were like, Oh no, that's this dude's move. That's like part of it. If you finish a match, even in a similar way, you know, that doesn't play. And yeah. they, they didn't want to do that. So, you know, Austin knew and he, he's like, I can't tell you why. And you know, now, unfortunately we can't well, ask no. him why. Um, but, for some reason, he just threw it in there. And then later that night in the main event, you had The Undertaker who did the same move, except for, you know, he didn't almost paralyze a guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it's, it's definitely part of the respect, though, is, you know, you don't, you don't go around doing that. And they know not to... Not to mess around with it. But yeah. I'm glad. I'm just glad they don't do that. <laughs> Please. Yeah. No, when when you when he did it, like your face is just like oh, like I was because I enjoy I've 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 watched it multiple times because I'm I'm recording it and then I'm edit you know I'm editing it down to where you know it's a, so I'm I'm going through and watching it again. So now I'm watching your guys's reaction and when you Wheezy saw the pile driver, like him going for the pile driver and like they're doing the thing of like fighting it, like okay, like it's fine. And then when he gets him up, you're like. Like it, the, 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 un, he kind of got on, like, there was like a, uh, you know, like, uh, this, yeah. could, this could end, especially when you're 300 and some odd pounds, like he's a, a lot of weight fella. coming down on he's your neck. Big boss, man. Yeah. They don't call yep. him much like they don't call big wheezy, little wheezy. They don't call him little boss, man. He's big <laughs> boss, man. He's the big boss. Man. Uh, cheesy, uh, cheese as a, uh, as a, as a Canadian, you saw, <laughs> you saw the Mounties, uh, official, Mountie get up. How close to if you saw him on the street at, at Remembers Day walking walking in front of a horse, you think he'd actually be a mountie? You mean a moose? Yeah, a moose, moose, right? Yeah, well, yeah, moose, moose. A moose. Uh, it, it's 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 important. You got to distinguish right, those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. 
Like he he looked like you picked him straight out of Remembrance Day Parade. Like, <laughs> like yoink, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, pretty much. Yeah. How disappointed were you uh, did not wrestle in the full the full garb? Well, I was giving him credit, right? I was like, oh man, he's walking in with the full getup. Like, I respect the hell of that. That's gonna be like he's going all in, right? Like mm-hmm. he's 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 putting in the hundred and ten percent or whatever, right? But then, of course, you know, he takes off the stuff. I get it. You know, it might rip and stuff, and you know. Things are pretty hard to get here in Canada, considering, like, you know, people live at least 50 kilometers away from each other. So, you know, trade is a little bit difficult. You kind of yeah, kind of send it by moose, that's you know, one way. What's that? Like, <laughs> 10, feet, 10 feet, you know? <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know? Yeah, they're really far. Yeah. We don't have roads up here in Canada. We just have trails. This, uh, can, can it's just a toboggan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all way downhill. Yeah. yeah. Everything is downhill. Somehow you go downhill and you're to get you home is back downhill. downhill. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very yeah, interesting. Exactly. You're like, wait a second. I came down the mountain from my house. Now I'm coming down the mountain from the store. Uh, whatever. It makes it. There's a lot of snow and the earth is curved, I think, you know, so yeah. it makes sense. Everything makes everything sense. goes down all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just. The Mountie was uh, full, very aggressive to the. To the police officers before oh Very. yeah he was like you're gonna I, you do know, it this I, way and you're gonna do it my way it's like if he would have just uh complied <laughs> i will say he had he had a very american accent though like, very, i was i was disappointed yeah he he didn't put on the canadian accent like not enough For, I, you know people in canada here have tons of different accents right but he's as soon as I saw him, I was like, Mountie. As soon as I heard him, I was like, American. Like, he sounded the classical, like, you know, pro wrestling. Again, they were brothers. They they could have yelled at each other in the same, like, tone. And you just would have been, who's talking? Close <laughs> you know? your eyes. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I was, I, that was a little, not disappointing. That, that just... I also get it too because you know he's, he's, he's on American TV. You know, he wants to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know have people root for him and stuff and I, I get it for sure but I, I wish he played a little bit more into the canadian side i like the cattle prod that was sweet actually i wish there was a little bit more of the cattle prod versus the baton like I'm a, like there a wasn't lightsaber more. like yeah <laughs> like i don't know like I okay canada the has the cattle board. prod yeah yeah, yeah no it would have and been... they both kind of had the same style they both <laughs> had the like they're quick to get on and off the stage, but as soon as they're on their feet, they're like lumbering slow. <laughs> they both had the exact same walk like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're top they heavy, and they're just like boom, set. boom. Yeah, they were twin yeah. brothers. It's like we need yeah. the parent trap too, but yeah. this time it's Big Boss Man <laughs> of the Mountie. Uh, it's funny, it, like it's funny because you're, you know, he didn't have a very strong Canadian accent, especially not a a, a like a like a Quebec. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, you know talk to enough canadians you can go okay like oh like you're from nova you're from nova scotia you're from vancouver okay no it sounds he sound he does sound very close to me he's from saint all right hold on soul play soul piece so s-u-l-p-i-c-e like i'm, I'm trying to figure out like the french saint soul piece saint soul piece soul piece yes soul piece yes soul piece uh that's where he's from quebec quebec oh, quebec yeah yeah, quebec. yeah, yeah. Uh, Saint Sulpice, Quebec. Yes. Yeah, I don't know where that is. That is, um, it is. I mean, Quebec's pretty big. Yeah, Quebec's, yeah. Uh, part of the La, La Assomption Regional uh, County Municipality. It's located on the north shore of the Saint Lawrence River. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Couldn't tell you. 
No, 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 no. Uh, I, like I said, cheese, cheese might. Cheese might. That's about it, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was just like, yeah. Canada's really, a big place. That's all good. Very, That's all very good. Big place, uh, yeah. yeah. There is, yeah. uh, in the 2021 Canadian census, there was 3,360 people there, which was there down. down so that's, half the pop, that's half the population of Quebec right there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just like sitting here like, yeah, no, okay. Like, it's, it's Wiki, their Wikipedia page for St. Sulpice uh, is not, uh, not very deep. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, boy. No, there's, it's. It's not like uh, Manassas, Virginia, where I was like, yeah, that's where every evil person, it's either evil people or athletes come from. Uh, Is that where Big Boss Man was from? No, he's from Cobb County, Georgia, which uh, okay. uh, not, doesn't turn out the greatest of people, but, uh, you know. Yeah, someone who feeds someone else their dog. <laughs> I can't get over that. Like, I'm surprised they made that a thing. Like, that's oh, that's pretty yeah. rough, man. That's there pretty rough, dude. All sorts of crazy storylines there was a man who got his uh a pp almost chopped off that's why we started talking about manassas virginia uh because val venus got his got his pp almost cut off and then they brought out a guy who the guy who basically inspired the story i forget the fucking guy's name oh it was uh the bobert yeah uh, oh yeah john wayne bobert yeah bobert there you go and uh or bobbit sorry yeah john wayne bobbit lauren bobbit and john wayne bobbit there you he, go. Basically, John Wayne Bobbitt abused his wife and then was got caught cheating and she cut off his dick and then basically stole it. Like, she cut it off and then left the house and then she threw it into the fucking woods and then she felt bad and called the cops. <laughs> and everybody was like, she's the bad one. It's like, mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe not. And, different uh, time, man. Different, different yeah. time. So, like... And- made a storyline out of it yeah they made a storyline of, of how val venus whose entire character is that he's a porn star uh was caught in the shower with another man's wife the other man's the the the, the man yamaguchi son came out with a butcher's table and different cuts of tubular meat like sausage and whatnot and a katana and he said <laughs> basically val venus uh we wrestle you next week, and when you lose, choppy choppy your pee pee, and then he fucking just cuts a piece of the sausage in half with the sword. And then they they wrestle him. The guy, his tag team partner, turns on him because turns out the woman that he was caught in the shower with was his tag team partner's sister. And oh. uh, yeah, so they were all working together, and they they basically like cuffed him. Hung him up on like a meat, like a meat hook, and dr- dropped his drawers. And then they. This is how they ended the mon- the episode of Monday Night Raw. By the way, is a man butt ass naked, his ass facing the camera, and a and a and a small man with a katana like coming down to chop his dick. And the, yeah, that's and that's the raw right there. That's for sure. <laughs> and the sister, the sister was inconsolable. She said, "No, she's just crying." She's very upset. Yes. Oh, it it was great, but. uh Yes, it was, it was awesome. And then um, <laughs> again, the spectacle of cheese. No, for uh, sure, I get it. Um, yeah, man. There's the the Brian Pillman's got a gun one. That's yeah, wild. That one was Stone Cold. That one was wild. <laughs> Stone Cold breaks into or says he's going to go to where Brian Pillman lives and whoop his ass in front of his wife and kids, and they're like interviewing Brian Pillman there, and Brian Pillman's like. Let him come. He's got Austin 316. 
I got Pillman nine millimeters. I got. I, they said I'll pump you full of lead. Like everyone's like, whoa, 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 he's got a gun. And they they cut to a commercial at, on Brian Pillman with a gun. It fades to black, and you would hear the gun go off. And they're like, no one got shot. Stone Cold left. The cops are here. Meanwhile, Stone Cold drowned a man in a kiddie pool, like the plastic kiddie pools, and smashed another man's head into a car door. Oh, yeah. It was uh, very intense. Very intense, yeah. Some And again, some of this stuff is incredible television. Some of this stuff is just like, again, this a man fed another man's dog to him. So, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> there was a pimp character who just offered hey. p- would offer his opponents hey man you want to you want these girls like <laughs> you give me hey, the win you can have these i'm not gonna fight you <laughs> but i'll be some of the finest hoes <laughs> yeah and then he would fight you when you just when you're like no i don't want these i want to fight all right then let it be like i'll fight you yeah wild stuff the uh lawless land the spectacle of pro wrestling uh yeah oh, it, it's and this is before this right. time. This is this is just, hey man, like uh, American cop versus Canada cop. Like who wins? Obviously the American yeah. cop, you know. Yeah. Uh, but just absolutely. What would have happened if the Canadian did win there? What if what if the Mountie won there? That would have been like that would have been like that Folks. would have stirred some shit. Oh, there yeah. would have been some uh, trash in the ring. Folks would have been upset. Oh, absolutely. The Mountie's not making it out of it alive. No. If he would have won, I guarantee you somebody would have rushed the ring, started fighting him. That cattle prod that's definitely a cattle prod and not a pro- not just a stick yeah. with, you know, colored tape on it. Uh yeah, he would have been cuz like man, like people the people loved Big Boss Man. He again, cheese you you uh pointed out that he just kept going <laughs> like and Weezy put he's got one gear and it's go. In his <laughs> I he love. He was ready. <laughs> he remind the the way he talked reminded me of the kid from the the wife swap, where he's like, yeah, she thinks she's so. I got. I'm gonna. Leave, I'm walking. I can't have I'm chicken. Up. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, that kid. <laughs> you can't take away my chicken nuggets. That's that's what the big boss man sounds yes. like to me. I. I think it's funny because, you know, this is like pre, like it's still, it's like 91. So it's just the like hangover of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because like a lot, so she's like, as you get into like, you know, like wrestling now, I don't know that, you know, people have like real names, like not like <laughs> it's their real name, but it's like an actual like name. Like, oh, hey, my name is Shawn Michaels. You know, like you have like a cool name, like it's a regular name, but for most of like, you know, like in the eighties and early nineties, it was, I guess your profession is your name or like your something. And mm-hmm. the only one of those that like successfully continued was literally the undertaker, which is very funny to me because it's like a mortician is just a mortician. Like that's his, <laughs> yeah. And everybody's afraid of this man. He's just the more, and, and it's literally like, 2005 and they're like the undertaker and it was like and and it's like the only one that hangs over because if you had the mountie in 2005 people are like oh all right where's his moose like it's just not it just doesn't work the same or like they'd have people where it was like um 
like the honky tonk man. That's hilarious. That's a funny name. Like that's yeah. just his, that, his whole thing. And he was basically like an Elvis impersonator. Um, or like, but that's like their stuff. And so like when, when you say like, what would happen if like the Mountie would have won? Like they, the whole point is like, you know, they did that with like the, the Iron Sheik. Like he really brought heat because he was the, you know, the foreigner mm-hmm. and that was his whole thing. And so like you have these guys win and, um, or like just to build up to it. And like, that's why like the pre-build was, oh, the Mountie beat him and tased him and it got everybody riled up for the match. And then the conclusion is, well, now the good guy American just closed this out and he gets tossed in the thing, which is, it's a funny device. You know, it's easy to get people to hate this guy because he's just like not from here. <laughs> it, yeah. here it's so like nowadays it doesn't play at all because a oh, no. wrestling is such a global experience. Like you're like, you yeah, know, I got friends from this place. Why would I, why would I hate the Canadian guy just cause he's Canadian? Like that's dumb. Uh, but like, like they they try it sometimes with like oh hey this is guy this is bad guy and his gimmick is he's not from America and it's like dog I wish I wasn't from America like, like you know it doesn't it doesn't work as much when when you're, the place you're trying to say is better is objectively not better like no it, or like so this is this is how I, I like how it's evolved because it it went from like like in the earlier days like like Arne Anderson and like Ole Anderson, like they would just give people Anderson as the last name, just so they'd bring you in and be like, yep, that's his brother. And that's just how it works. Like that's your gimmick. Yeah. Or like Hulk Hogan, they, they were like, all right, what's your name? He's like, Terry. And they're like, sorry, not going to work. We'll give you Hulk. And then, um, the, the promoter was like, I, I believe it was just Vince's dad. Yeah, Vince Vince Senior, he yeah. was like, he was like, we'll give you Hogan. Cause then it sounds Irish. And then you'll have Irish fans. There you go. Yeah. And that was how they gave him his name. Was, oh yeah. The Irish folks will love you. Here you go. Now they've got somebody to cheer for. And it's like, that's what your stuff was based on. But now it's been, it's like, yeah, you got kind of like a universal feel. It's a better character. And then your name is, you know, picked out, mm-hmm. you know, better than, than well, just, Hey, that is true. There are some times where there's like, ah, what are we doing here? That like, they, like they were like, let's give the Austrian guy Gunther, and then yeah. let's let's make his German let's make his German uh, sidekick like Lu- like uh, Ludwig Kaiser, and then somebody's like, wait a second, like the quick Google search, wait, that's a Nazi general, like Ludwig yeah, Kaiser is a, <laughs> is a real name yeah. of somebody, and like, uh, shit, um, like it's, it's like, you get to a point where you're like, uh, we went too far the other way, yeah. Uh, no, but one of my favorite, like, like the Undertaker's great IRS Irwin R. Scheister. Yeah, like he's he just a tax guy. <laughs> he's a tax he attorney. He's just the tax. The IRS. Guy. Yeah. He's just IRS. <laughs> like <laughs> what? Everybody hates. Everybody hates the IRS, so we'll just make a character <laughs> named IRS. I. Think, it's true. Um, what was it? So when they were coming up with, um, so. This is this is uh, something I learned, but when they um, were naming the million dollar man's right hand man Virgil, mm. it was a dig at Dusty Rhodes because he was at WCW. I had no idea that that was a thing because his name was Virgil, and they were like, "Yeah, you're just the, yeah, you're just my servant, basically." Yeah, I I found that out like two weeks ago. I was like, 
that's ridiculous. And then but he went to Virgil went to WCW and they named him Vincent as a dig to Vince McMahon. Oh wow. Which is also that's... funny because IRS went from being IRS to VK Wall Street because Vince <laughs> because they're like, yeah, yeah, they Vince thinks he's like a Wall Street guy. VK Wall Street. Vince Vincent Kennedy Wall Street. Oh, God. See, and stuff like that's <laughs> funny. It's like, you know, you think, oh, yeah, it's just the pettiness of this. But then you also end up with the, um, oh, God, what was the thing? It was Billy Gunn and um, Road Dog and TNA. And they oh, were the, VKM, the Voodoo Kid Mafia. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're going to make it a shot at Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And it's. Well, what the fuck is VKM going to stand for? I don't know. Voodoo Kin Mafia. I don't know. Yeah, it was some, it was like random. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, people taking digs. and <laughs> That you know, makes you get, no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, stupid. <laughs> very stupid. I, I feel like a modern day version of that is like someone called the Crypto Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great uh, that'd be a great like <laughs> or the nft or something like that yeah. you know like something oh, yeah. dumb the nft oh my god there need to play because there was and a... it like and it goes with the crash too as soon as like the crypto crash happens they literally play it out where he like crashes and like blows up on stage or something like that would be so funny you're just ready for it they had a character so there's a wrestler by the name of cameron oh, no. cameron grimes who Got into stock. He was into stock market. Like he made a lot of money off of like the the uh, GameStop stuff going on, the AMC trading and whatnot. And uh, then he got into NFTs a little bit. But his character was like, "Hey man, I'm really I'm making a lot of money off of these stocks. I'm going to the like he incorporated into his character of saying <laughs> to, to the, the moon. moon exactly to the moon. Oh my god! And <laughs> it got over. And then he just kind of disappeared when NFTs kind of started crapping which is very oh, funny no. that you're like hey like he crashed and it's like yeah it's very funny i know but like you can it, do that right yeah, like exactly that, again but, as a content creator that's that's kind of how that's kind of how you do it you create some entertainment topical stuff whatever it is and it's it's funny you mentioning it because it's like the 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 what is it the identity of a lot of these pro wrestlers before were like the exotic part was their job right like <laughs> or where they're from Right. Yeah. But like now in a world where you have the internet and everything and everybody's interconnected, right? It's it's funny to find where you can find that individuality or that unique thing to really bring yourself out and make yourself known, right? Because oh, it is. It's like it's like, oh yeah, this guy's not from around here, and this guy's not from the U.S. Get him out of here, right? <laughs> yeah. Back then, yeah. Back then, you're like, ah, oh, boo. I don't like him. If I I'd like to think if like the warrior was like a wrestler today and oh, like kept it. Yeah. Like, he would just be like the liver king online. <laughs> oh, the liver. <laughs> Dude, he needs he... to be a pro wrestler at That's this point. Like... Just... <laughs> yeah. This is whole gimmick. He's like, I'm the... yeah. Eating but raw, like, it's funny meat. you say that, but no, that's true. Like if you actually, if you've ever heard this guy talk about like how he got started, it, you can see the pro wrestling influence in what he oh, is. Yeah. And he sells that. He sells the idea of, like, being that person, you know, like, live my lifestyle, that kind of thing. And he's gotten insanely successful off of, like, a lie, right? Like, off of just a persona. And that's, a lot of it you can clearly see comes from that pro wrestling scene where a lot of that groundwork has already happened. Yeah. And, it, and it worked. And it blew up, right? But, of course, nowadays you have to be, like, real, right? Yeah. You can't just be the persona. Uh, so that bit him in the butt. 
but I mean, like when I looked at him, I was like, it was very obvious. But of course, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> like if you're if you're just smart to the just smart in general, you're like, no, no way this guy is actually doing this. Like he would not be living. Like it's impossible to live off of raw meat a hundred percent. Okay, and then like he's like, no, I'm I'm definitely doing it. I'm definitely look, and it's like, yeah, but okay, cool. You you took a piece off of that liver. But even uh, just like looking at his body, you're like, there's no way you do that naturally, right? Like that's just not a thing. He has a one vegetable and meal, and you're like, oh, he betrayed us. Oh, it's like, dude, you're a fucking like you're a you fell for it. You dummy, you're you're a mark. Why are you trying to do it? It's just so funny. Which it's like, you know, the parasocial relationship as well. Like, but going back to like content creators, like Liver King, somebody like I always go to talk about is like cardboard cowboy on Twitch. Yeah, like yeah gimmick like he's not actually a cardboard like a a cowboy made out of cardboard he's a a streamer who found a unique way to present himself to the point where it's so unique that other people are like i'm not even gonna try that because i can't i can't recreate that and that's how you know like really good people really talented like all right yeah that's why i'm coming up with like a creative idea there we go that's no one's no one's gonna come up with this you know or or, like uh what dr disrespect is that a is yeah, he's dude? still doing. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, yeah. That's like a whole like gimmick. Oh, it's a hundred percent the wrestling. Yeah. The wrestling. Yeah, the whole outfit and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But then you see people buying into it, like that's who he is, and it's like, mm, uh, I mean, no, clearly not. I mean, like you can't. I, be, I mean, you must have that as well with pro wrestlers. Yeah, though, oh, like yeah, in the absolutely. in the fandom and stuff. I'm sure you must have people that like actually think that's the person to Correct. a T, yes. and like. You know, that parasocial relationship, that that's the word that gets, you yeah. know, that I people are coming to terms with now. But yeah, I'm sure that's happened. I would say it's potentially worse than pro wrestling because these are people who are on TV. Like, being a big-time streamer is very much, a, a you know, the reach is out there, but you're still a big fish in a small pond. Like, these are people who are on television where you're like, Monday at Monday at nine, I turn on the USA Network or I turn on, uh, you know, the Canadian equivalent. What? Or uh, I think it's I think it's uh, I don't Moose, think, tube. I, Moose Tube. I don't think they're on TSN. They might be on TSN now, but like you know, okay, I'm watching oh, on God. this or that, watching that, and it's like I'm watching this person as I'm going to sleep, or this is my like nighttime routine, and then you're like, I, this person is unobtainable, and then the second that you can get to them. They have to be on that. They have to be the person that you think they are on television because this is a special moment for you. But for them, it's just an uh, hey man, everybody. It's their job. Yeah, it literally is like their job. You know, so yeah, for sure. That's why I'm always like, yeah, like when it comes like content creation, I'm like, yeah, there's part of me that's like wants to just be myself because it's easy, and then there's part of me that's like, ah man, I don't want to be myself all the time, and then like people expect me to like. They had uh, it was a story they were talking. It was um, it was Roddy Piper or no, it was Undertaker. It was Undertaker mm-hmm. talking when uh, Ultimate Warrior changed his name to Warrior. Oh yeah, <laughs> and um, you you made a, a comment about that all the airbrush like with Jimmy Hart and everything. But I think Warrior was like he was one of the biggest offenders of the airbrush, <laughs> right? And the he problem a, with a, a cowboy duster and fucking yeah, airbrush, <laughs> right? Huge. Okay, so he had changed his name to Warrior, and the thing was is all of his clothes had the airbrush stuff on it. He just didn't have regular clothes. So, <laughs> you know, you got The Undertaker, 
you know, mid nineties and he can just throw in a hat and like Black roll clothes. into yeah. a spot. And then people be like, Oh, like it's just whatever. You got this dude walking around with airbrushed freaking <laughs> ultimate warrior <laughs> shit. He's wearing the duster with the stuff and he's trying great to great branding, <laughs> great branding, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bites you in the ass for sure. <laughs> he's gotta always be on because like, there's no way like people even look past that. You're like, that's him. Yeah. He's always there. And so Undertaker's telling this story where he's like, yeah, we're we're at the airport and it's been like, you know, traveling for like two days, you know, and we're taking and getting our flight and it's early and all of us are angry, just like tired, ready to get going. And some kid comes up and is like, oh, you're the ultimate warrior. Can you sign this? And he just freaks out. And he's just like, no, leave me the Leave me there for long. Get out of here, kid. You, what are you doing? And the kid's mom come up, comes over, like apologizes, and the Undertaker's like, "Dude, you can't do that. Dude, <laughs> like, what are you doing?" And he's just like, "This is the worst." And he's like, "You're the one who came. <laughs> You're in these clothes, dude. What are you doing?" My brother in Christ, you airbrushed your entire name onto every piece of clothing. What did you expect? <laughs> he's like, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> paid the airbrush guy so much uh <laughs> jesus christ like oh my god that's, that's and that's funny. it's very funny like the idea like <laughs> hey man hey poor kid man poor <laughs> yeah. kid he's gonna he's gonna be scarred for life honestly he probably he became a priest after that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he secluded from the from the world he's like i'm just gonna read i'm gonna he's read now the a, old testament yeah, he's a that's monk. <laughs> i'm good yeah That'd be like getting mad at somebody for asking for ice cream uh, when you have a sign on you that says free ice cream, just man. ask. Like, what are, you, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Although part of me wants me to do that for a bit and is just dress up as if I am like like Sami Zayn works or Kevin Owens. Like, just be like, yeah, no, no. Like, just wear their wrestling gear out in public to see if people are like, oh, my God, it's Kevin Owens. And it's like, yeah, I'm Kevin Owens, guy. Yep, that's me. That's <laughs> Let me yeah. get out of here. Oh but the, my God. But not, not, not even to like make a profit off of it. Just like, yeah, no, I'm Kevin Owens. Be nice and be like, yeah, no, yeah, keep it up, kid. Like, just, Yeah, you got it. Just don't fuck with oh. people. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, uh, Wheezy. What's up? Final thoughts on the anything we didn't cover. You want anything uh, to mention about the Mountie and the big boss man? We talked a little bit about him going to jail. Uh, we talked about the match. Anything else that is on your mind from coming? Last impression, I would say. I think I will forever remember just how ridiculous the boss man looked with his shirt just slowly getting more unbuttoned as the match went on. Um, he lost a button, and for every button he lost, he gained another gallon of sweat. So <laughs> very. Dude, he was so sweaty even before so the sweaty. match, right? He was shouting, and I was looking at it, I was like, Dude, this guy's drenched already. Drenched. It's got to be a full cotton shirt. You know, I know it's breathable, but he was just down. So I will forever remember the boss man in, in his glory, winning against the Mountie, shirt just completely unbuttoned. The deepest of Vs. Two shades darker because it's covered in sweat. Just a great time. He went in it's with like, a, a, a sky blue, came out with a deep, deep turquoise. Deep. It's like yeah. if you if you go back and we rewatch it frame by frame, you can actually see his hand going in there, unbuttoning them, like in between the moves. <laughs> oh right? boy! 
just said close on me gotta lose another yeah exactly it's like uh kurt angle used to kurt angle would drop the the straps oh, anytime oh, the strap he, time, yeah. he wore like a wrestling singlet so whenever he it was time for him to like go into overdrive he would drop this he would drop the arms and then he would just have like they would just be dangling and uh but instead of that it's like all right hold on, time to crank it up a little bit time to undo <laughs> yeah. he's like me at a wedding really like i go, yeah. i go to a wedding i got the, you know this all the way all the way long sleeve dress shirt all the way down to the the wrist it's buttoned up all tight and by the time the second song is playing i got them rolled up the top button's undone maybe the second one's done done a little bit the oh, ties yeah. coming loose he's just like me you know he's just like me yeah uh, cheese. What about you? Lasting impression from the Big Boss Man versus the Mountie. They're brothers. I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like that's it, man. Yeah. I like they're 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 brothers. Um, and yeah, I wish he had a little bit more of a Canadian accent, but on that, that was fun. It was good. It was a good match. It was good times. Good times. I'm glad okay. I got this one done. This is actually, I believe this. Will episode will drop on what would have been Big Boss Man's birthday. He passed away in like I think two thousand and four. Uh, so R.I.P. the Boss Man. R.I.P. the Boss Man. He had too many buttons undone. Too, ma- <laughs> too many. Uh, <laughs> he did one too many <laughs> one undone. Too- Again, I just like the idea of like pausing and like wait a second, what's he doing? Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> undoing his buttons. Uh, but thank you, Cheese. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, what you you got working on, uh, anything you would like to uh, be plugging, plugging away. Well, first of all, it was great to meet uh, Big Wheezy, brother man. It was uh, it was nice getting some uh, getting some stories. Grumbumbly, as always, brother man. Yo, go follow this guy up. Go sub to his Patreon. Go give him some love. Honestly, this guy is one of the hardest working content creators that I've known for a long ass time. Been able to share some brewskis and stuff with. And uh, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. So that's Cheese Whiz on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is why I love it because I always I, I tell hey, Cheese, plug your stuff, plug your stuff. And then I don't know, man. Yo, I'm here with I'm here with some friends. That's yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm yeah, here for. Good. But yeah, nah, I, I I've okay. If I could plug one thing, I've been uh, I'm on a streak right now with the uh, with Soon TM. So it's again, it's a, it's a website. It's calendar for gaming. Surprisingly, there's no great way to keep track of upcoming games. So me and a friend have been trying to make this website a passion project for the last five years. But the thing I'd love to plug is we're on a streak of about 45 days of uploads to our YouTube channel for the Soon TM YouTube channel. Um, we just started up. We hit like over a thousand subscribers in a month, which was crazy. And uh, I'm just really happy and really proud of myself, actually. It's been something I wanted to do for a long time. And we're uh, 45 days in a row posting every single day. That's right. I love them. I love each one of them. You got top cozy games coming out. You get scary games. You got games of the month. What to look before this to. podcast? I put. I was about seven hours into editing a video. So there you that's go. What, uh, that's yeah. what I was doing. Good stuff. And then so that's soon. T M S O O N T M. Uh, that is. Awesome. When's that game coming out? Soon. Soon. <laughs> all right uh, all right all right enough playing me <laughs> at soon tm you can find them on twitter as well soon tm site on twitter soon tm uh youtube and uh it's just good stuff good stuff cheese whiz on twitch.tv cheese whiz 
I know it's all. I know Cheese gets uncomfortable when when people start plugging his stuff, so I will stop doing. I'm that. I'm starting to get red, man. A little bit, yeah. Like, it's like hotter than the collar, hotter than the collar. Great, <laughs> great vibes. Good, 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 fun time. Go check out Cheese. Cheese. Soon, TM also has a Patreon as well. You can go check that out. Help that site grow. Only after you hit up Grub. That's right here. Only after you hit up me. Uh, give me one dollar. Give Cheese five. There we go. Uh, Wheezy. <laughs> Uh, where can the people find you? Anything you would like to uh, bring awareness to, raise, uh, promote, all that good stuff. The floor is yours. Uh, before I start, I'd like a word from our sponsor. Uh, website, uh, soon TM. if you have any web, uh, upcoming video games. Um, I, know, I know the guy who runs it. It's a pretty great website. Check it out. Uh, soon TM. Uh, now... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's good. I, know, I was great. not expecting uh, that. I was, was not that expecting was that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, it's been a great time. I, honestly, it's been a pleasure coming back. Um, you know, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Wheezy Runner. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're in the Orlando area, um, you might see me doing stand up. I don't know. I don't know. I've been doing, I've been on and off flirting with it. Um, so, so that's awesome. That. Obviously, do, uh, you know, hit up Grum, give you money, Grum. I said it earlier. Subscribe, like, follow the Patreon, pay to the Patreon. All your money, love to Grum. Appreciate that. Um, just, yeah, I got nothing else. Back to back weeks of pitting Canada against America, and back to back weeks with uh, stand- people who have done stand up comedy. Uh, we did Cornman last week. Nice. We had Wheezy this oh, week. Love that. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, keep up the good work, Wheezy. Uh, the the comedy is good. It's the good stuff. I love that. Maybe, good... maybe, uh, maybe, you know what? I'll put in a good word with the people up this way and be like, look, there's a, there's a nice, there's a nice comedian. He's in Orlando. Goes by Big Wheezy, Wheezy XL. Go check him out. Here's the check stuff. Him out. You know? check his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that'd be great. I, I also want to uh, say, uh, for those interested, I know that the fan base are all, um, some are wrestling fans. Some are also, but um, the uh, preview for the new Dark Side of the Ring. Mm. They, I saw. I saw that 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 releases at the end of this next month at uh, May thirtieth. So they're going to have ten new episodes. I'm very excited for that. They did not pay me to promote this. No, they didn't. I promise. Because they'd be paying me to promote it. Uh, yeah, Grum paid me to promote him. So yeah, and I paid. I paid cheese to promote me uh so yeah that's why I ju- wait yeah. is that an exposure an exposure no yeah. no yeah, yeah. i yeah, paid yeah. you you paid me we're, right. we're giving each other exposure you know the the, the needs, ultimate needs the children the ultimate yeah. <laughs> payment <God>. exposure <laughs> thank you guys <laughs> thank you guys i appreciate it i love you guys i love you too Grom. thanks Always. for having us man hell yeah i'll have you guys on soon soon <laughs> oh, no. soon tm Thank you, Wheezy. Thank you, Cheese Whiz. I nailed it that time. Thank you, listener, watcher. If you're on the YouTube, like and subscribe. Like this video. Subscribe to the channel. As you know, I'll have more stuff coming in the coming months. We're gonna do a. I want to do a draft league idea with like a with like a weekly like recap. Well, I don't know. Well, uh, I'm working that out with some people. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you. Next week's episode is episode 89. It is a good one. It is myself. It is Diabito, who you can see uh, or you can watch along with Diabito on the Patreon, support.grum.tv. This week's 
exclusive watch along goes up. It is the good housekeeping match from episode 68, which you can find here on the YouTube as well, or in the feed earlier, the full episode, get their full reaction afterwards. After you watch it with them on the Patreon support.com.tv. That's at the elite of the elite tier. Uh, I appreciate our elite tier, not the elite of the elite, the elite tier. It's also at the elite elite, but just Llama Club elite. I appreciate that. Uh, but also returning uh, for their second appearance, Soapy comes back. Uh, it's been quite a while, about 70 some odd episodes. Uh, but we got Soapy back on. We're talking about the time little nature boy Charles Robinson took on Gorgeous George. No, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, who the name Gorgeous George uh, strikes a memory, not the old-timey Gorgeous George who died before Charles Robinson was even born, if I think, if I recall correctly. No, no. In 1998, I believe, Randy Savage bought the name right to Gorgeous George so that his then-girlfriend at the time could get into wrestling with the name Gorgeous George. And they had themselves a match. Between Gorgeous George and Little Nature, it was it's uh, it's a it's definitely it's certainly a match. I think Bino says it's certainly a match. One of one of the uh, one of the a match for history. One of the matches of history. Uh, <laughs> but it's a fun episode. Come by next week. We'll be doing that. Uh, if you are inclined to uh, as well, leave a five star review on your podcasting platform that you're listening to now if it's apple or spotify or check to see if your podcasting app platform likes to have a five-star review do that or whatever it is rate rate us review us i appreciate that it helps us grow twitter at dorkside ring on twitter and instagram dorkside of the ring on on tiktok as well i'll have those shorts coming this week and that's it. I think that's it. I don't got anything else, right? Oh, I'm me. I, I am Grum. That is my that's my personal Twitter and personal Instagram. You can find me there. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. I will see you next week, as always, where we will continue to not take wrestling serious because wrestling is at its best when no one is taking it serious. I am Grum. I will see you next week here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Ah.